The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello and welcome. Pat Gray Unleashed. Great to have you here. Triple eight. 900-3393 uh, with your thoughts on uh, any of the day's events. And there's always a lot of events uh, to comment on. No. Yeah. This world's boring. Nothing's mm. happening. I mean, every day. Every day we talk about how crazy things are, how our society is skidded off the rails. Uh, we've taken note a lot about how drastic the changes have been in just a few short years i mean change is so profound uh, so jarring that you know we've made the comment i don't know how many times you can't even recognize our country anymore which always puts that biblical scripture in my head in isaiah woe unto them that call evil good and good evil that put darkness for light and light for darkness that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter are we not exactly there from abortion which they just voted down any kind of limit on abortion like this one at 20 weeks i mean the advocates of abortion tell us they're the righteous ones they're the ones who are saving women you're saving women by by killing women you know half of the people that are aborted are going to be women How dare we ask a woman to consider, I don't know, the other life inside her body? We're now the evil ones on that. For oppressing women. For taking away her choice. If killing a baby isn't putting darkness for light and bitter for sweet, I don't don't know what is. I mean, the left is so despicable, they can't even... They can't even acknowledge that it's a human life inside their body. Uh, you got the Debbie Wasserman Schultz who wouldn't even acknowledge her own children as human. You have three children, correct? I do. What are their ages? I have twin 16-year-olds and a 12-year-old. And in your opinion, were they human beings before they mm-hmm. were born? You know, I believe that every woman has the right to make their own reproductive choices. Uh, what did you believe about your children, though? Were the human. That I had the right to make my own reproductive choices, which I was glad to have, a right which I was proud to have. Proud. Were they You're human beings or yes, mm-hmm. just yes or no? They're human beings today, <laughs> and I'm glad that I had an opportunity to make my own reproductive choices as a right that every woman has and should maintain. I mean, 20 years ago, would you have ever, ever guessed that conversation possible? Uh, marriage. You look at marriage. We're told the sacred covenant between a man and a woman. First ingredient to multiplying and replenishing the earth. The foundation of the family, it's wrong. We've been looking at it all wrong. Mankind has been wrong on marriage since the dawn of time. And what was never acceptable throughout the history of the world is that's about the only acceptable way now. When one of our leaders explained that he had a rule to avoid misunderstandings with women, accusations from women or temptations that may harm his marriage, He wouldn't be alone with a woman outside the office. Like, he wouldn't have dinner with her. He's mocked and ridiculed for that. He's belittled. He's told that that was some form of oppression or discrimination. 
Evil for good and good for evil. I mean, how does the Mike Pence rule look now in the midst of all this sexual harassment? How about something as simple and straightforward and biological and scientific as gender? Gender. Two. There are two genders. God created two genders. And we're told there's 140 at last count. 120, yeah. something like that. Conservatively. I mean, something that simple is now a convoluted, chaotic, nonsensical mess. And then in the midst of all this, we've got religious leaders who won't even stand up for what's right anymore. So we're going to have to. We have to be the ones to restore sanity. And we have to be the ones to let the Congress know it's unacceptable that you couldn't even pass a bill to protect life after 20 weeks. Uh, that is unbelievable. And two Republicans voted against limiting abortion at 20 weeks yesterday. And who are they? The usual suspects, Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins. As usual. Both of them belong out of the Senate. I, I don't know why their constituents continue to put them back there, <clears throat> but they're awful. They're terrible. We can't even come to grips with, okay, let, you know, it's a viable, it's a viable baby. Babies have lived, survived outside the womb at 21 weeks. And you're still performing abortions then? You know how many nations on earth allow abortions after 20 weeks? Seven. Seven on the planet. We always hear from Democrats that uh, we're one of just two industrialized nations on earth without free health care for all. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. And where, where are they saying that now? Let's hear Democrats say, yeah, we're one of only seven nations on earth that allow abor abortions after uh, 20 weeks. You know who, who the other enlightened nations are? North Korea, China, Vietnam. Singapore, Canada, and the Netherlands. Those are the other six that allow abortions when you can take when you can actually give birth to a, a living human being. It's despicable. It's murder. And I hope the people of Maine, well, they're not going to, but the people of Alaska should certainly. Get rid of Lisa Murkowski the next chance they get. She's not up for election this year. But when she's up for re-election, I can't imagine the people of Alaska would say, yeah, let's put her back there so she can, she can make votes like this again. It's interesting, too, because it has just come out that fetuses feel pain. Then that's why they did this Pain-Capable Unborn Child Protection Act. Uh, banning abortion after 20 weeks. They can actually feel the pain now. But don't worry about that. It's a woman's right to choose. Apparently, uh, in the neonatal intensive care unit, this particular uh, expert, I think they're called uh, neonatologists. She says, I see premature babies at the edge of viability all the time reacting to painful or uncomfortable procedures every single day 
She says, for example, when you poke them for blood work, the babies wrinkle up their faces. They kick their feet. They're, they clench their hands into tiny fists. They curl their toes. The same thing all of us do when we're in pain. They arch their backs. They try to wriggle away. Measurable psychological responses uh, can include evaluate elevated heart and respiratory rates. Some babies just stop breathing and become bluer than any toddler in full-blown tantrum mode. She says she sees all of this every day. So uh, don't tell me that there's not a, a, a human being inside. Uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz can't even identify her own children as human beings when they were inside the womb. I mean, this is despicable. And we've got to stand up against it. Because we've let it go for so long. I mean, Roe v. Wade, we're told a million times, oh, that's, that's settled law. That's settled constitutional law. First of all, it's not in the Constitution. Secondly, no law is ever settled. Otherwise, we'd still have Jim Crow to this day. We'd still have slavery. But we allow them to convince us that it's over. And we allowed them to control that discussion for so long that we've gotten to this point. Where it just doesn't matter. They're not even human beings. You know, at 20 weeks, it's really hard to tell. Is that a head of lettuce in there, maybe? Is it uh, I don't know. Could it be an oven mitt? I don't know. It's really tough to tell. <laughs> it's not like we don't have the technology that you can actually see. As she mentions, you can see their facial expressions. You can see them arch their backs. You can see them move away from a needle. Sometimes you can see when the, my, my wife did, uh, because she had high-risk pregnancies, we had to do 10 amniocentesis during one of our pregnancies. Well, it was her pregnancy. I kind of watched. And... You could see the baby inside when they're doing the, you know, the ultrasound. And in one case, our baby reached up and grabbed the needle that was inserted into into her stomach. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's so obvious that that's a living, breathing human being. And yet, to Democrats, it's just, it's tissue. <clears throat> Who knows what that is? Uh, I think they're humans now, you know. Now that they're 12 and 14, I think they're humans now. Are you sure? Why? Why are they humans now? Doing all the same things they were before. 888 uh, with your thoughts. We also have the big uh, FISA memo that's going to come out today. Actually, it was I think it's pushed till tomorrow now, right? I, I think they just said, because all, all night last night they were saying that uh, it was going to be released today. Mm-hmm. And now there's yeah, a... Yeah, the White House is... Um, is a drudge headline. Approving some of the redactions in there. Ah, stop redacting it. Let's just see it. <laughs> what is it? Let's just see what's in it. So the memo will come out apparently tomorrow, and the FBI is in total panic. Um, and they'll obviously deny everything that's in it, uh, speculation, and uh, nothing will be resolved. But it'll be interesting to see what comes out tomorrow. Also, uh, a lot of the Super Bowl uh, ads have already been released. They're online. You can, you can see them. Just, you know, Google Super Bowl ads, and you can watch a good number of them. Looks like this year might be back. Might mm-hmm. be back to some entertaining, entertaining Super Bowl ads because there's been about five or six or seven years now mm-hmm. that they've been really boring. Yeah. 
I mean, when you're spending that kind of money on a Super Bowl ad, it used to be that that was an art form, and they were going to take full advantage of it. Used to be memorable. Right. Uh, But uh, not so much over the last six years. I I think they're starting to put something back into it. You'd think that you would have your creative juices flowing, and you would already have that commercial ready to go before you drop down millions of dollars for 30 seconds. Uh Uh-huh. Instead of just like, oh, we'll figure it out. So uh, yeah. I'm glad to hear that they're going to be better. Well, and apparently our, our own Hillary Kennedy on the Blaze Facebook page put together a compilation of some of the older commercials that were actually kind of controversial, but funny. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh. There's one in particular. Oh, we should find that. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah, we should it's find very that. entertaining. 888-933-93. Join now by Brad Staggs. Uh, with yet another interesting fact that uh, I know you couldn't have gone the day without knowing. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, and by the way, our, our interesting fact of the day is brought to you by usewaxrx.com. When your ears are dirty, think of us, usewaxrx.com. Um, so if you want to attract a cat, mm-hmm. you know what you can do? What? Meow. Put a little earwax on your finger. <laughs> Cats yeah. are attracted to earwax. If I had only known all yes. these years. It's, it's, it's not bad for them. Earwax contains, are you ready? Mm. Enjoy lunch. Dead skin cells, fatty acids, small amounts of cholesterol. These are proteins, and the scent of earwax draws cats and some dogs to want to eat. This is exactly why we look forward to your visit every mm-hmm. day with yes. such a great deal of anticipation. Think of me as the Super Bowl commercial of your show. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the good ones, not the bad ones. The okay. good ones. Yeah, uh-huh. The good ones. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So if you want to attract mm-hmm. a cat... Okay. Make sure you put some earwax on your Oof. on your finger. Thank In the you. meantime, however, if you're finding yourself with earaches and tinnitus and vertigo and the bad stuff and you can't hear very well, might mean you have some impacted earwax. Mm. And especially if you're being followed by a pack of cats, <laughs> that's a really good indication that you need to go to usewaxrx.com and get the, uh, the uh, simple three-step system to clean your own ears at home in the privacy of your own home. And if you use promo code radio, you get free standard shipping. Usewaxrx.com, promo code radio. Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, we've mentioned a few times the Las Vegas shooting, which we still don't understand, which we still don't have information about, that you would think by now, come on, we should know something about his motive. We should know something about was there another person involved? You know, they've named two other people persons of interest one was his girlfriend Mary Lou Mary Lou Danley and the other is Douglas Haig the guy he bought the ammunition from uh it's interesting that after all this time first they, they said that nobody else was involved and now they're saying this is another person of interest but also they still haven't made any conclusion about the autopsy they did on him and it's a little late for that he's been cremated like four months ago so, what is the weird, I mean, how could you not have the information on what killed the guy, right? I mean, you did an autopsy on him at the time, and then he was cremated. So, really, if you haven't finished that, it's too late. 
Guy's ash now. Uh, so is there is there an inconsistency in what we're being told on how he died even? Supposedly, he, he shot himself in the face, and that pretty much did it. But they're not, they're really not talking about that now. They, they're not saying what killed him. Yeah, the whole thing is strange. There's something wrong. I don't know what it is. I, I don't like to be a conspiracy theorist. And I'm, I, but obviously something's up here that they're not telling us. Right? Isn't that the only conclusion you can reach after all this time? Yeah, it's gotten to the point where you start to ask yourself, are we ever going to know the truth? I don't know that we are. <laughs> I mean... I don't know that we are. They're not doing themselves any favors as far as keeping this out of the realm of conspiracy theoryville. Which, by the way, Alex Jones <clears throat> um, noticed that uh, that uh, train accident yesterday with oh, the GOP. Boy. Yeah? Yeah, that dump truck was put there by Democrats. The dump truck was put on the railroad sure. tracks by Democrats? Yeah. I mean, because, you know, Trump had such a great speech. Okay. And uh, we had to, you know, stop the... <laughs> Stop the momentum, and so when the GOP was on their little um, on their little trip out uh, to the West Virginia mountains, yeah, uh, Alex Jones noticed. Uh, oh my gosh, look what happened! Read, read that fun tweet from yeah, him, he would you? Tweeted out <laughs> from from the real the real Alex Jones. Except no substitute, please. No. Democrat dump truck derails Trump train. This is the is, this is perfect to divert the news cycle away from Trump unifying the nation with his powerful speech. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so they're willing to put lives on the line and kill people with a dump truck in front of a train. Well, sure. Just so that people don't talk about how good Trump's speech was? There was Seriously. a lot of momentum after that speech. Uh and so the Democrats were like, hey, who do you know between here and the West Virginia mountains? And uh, somebody had a friend that... Uh, Is he willing to be killed for the cause? Good. All right. Put him, in the, put him on the train tracks. Because the driver died, right? Yeah. It's despicable. Come on. It wasn't that good a speech. <laughs> okay. Wow. I mean, everything. Every situation is some sort of calculated deep state thing with that guy. <laughs> but I'm willing to look into the Las Vegas situation because something's definitely wrong there. And I don't know I don't know what it is. I don't know why there would be, you know, a lack of information, why they would be holding up all of all of the answers that we seek all this time. But clearly, after after what we've seen, Something is not right there. And another thing that's not right is Trey Gowdy retiring. He's, he's not going to run for re-election. Why? What is going on there? Here's a guy who really doesn't have... I, I, don't, I don't think he's got any kind of lust for power, that's for sure. Because a lot of people were clamoring for him to run against Lindsey Graham. He absolutely wouldn't do it. Uh, most people want him to stay in office and continue to run. He won't do it. Uh, the guy just did a great job, and now he's leaving. Yeah. Which would be nice if a lot of people did that. But Right. Well, the, the ones that we don't want up there. But, uh, yes. Yeah, I guess he's going back home. And if you've ever lived in South Carolina, which I have, uh, it's an awesome place. And yeah. I can see why uh, the draw to go back there. Mm -hmm. He tweeted out, 
there's a time to come and a time to go. This is the right time for me to leave politics and return to the justice system. Words cannot adequately express my gratitude to the people of South Carolina for the privilege of representing them in the House of Representatives. The upstate of South Carolina has an incredible depth and breadth of assets, including numerous women and men capable of representing us. I'm not sure that's true. Based on the fact that you got Lindsey Graham in office. <laughs> not, not absolutely convinced of that. He said, I, I will always be grateful for the opportunity to serve in the People's House and prior to con- Congress to advocate on behalf of justice in our court system. I'll not be filing for re-election for Congress, nor seeking any other political elected office. Instead, I'll be returning to the justice system. Now, this seems so weird because it's so unusual. Who does this? Mm-hmm. Who serves, I mean, how many? T- a reasonable amount of terms, does a great job, people seem to love him, and then he gets out. He leaves. Really, that's how it should be, but it's, it's so seldom is that way that you just think, what? You can't, you can't leave office. You've got to continue to serve. Yeah, the crappy ones never uh, the leave The crappy quickly. ones never leave. Look <laughs> at Conyers. 54 years. Ugh. 28 terms. I mean, over and over and over. And apparently Trey G- Gowdy um, <laughs> was... Uh, the thought is that he was offered a spot on the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals, which meets in Richmond, Virginia, and he apparently turned down that offer. So I think he just wants to get back home. I mean, that's that's like founding father stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like George Washington. He just wanted to go home. I mean, the, the people loved him so dearly, and he was so critical to the founding of the country because of his steadying influence and and just because of his wisdom and his demeanor, and everybody wanted him to keep going, and he just wanted to go home. He wanted to be with Martha. He wanted to tend his fields. He just he wanted to be a regular guy. Yeah, he'd be close to his dentist, too, because he had a lot going on with his mouth. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he so. did. So it's, you know, it's unusual in that it never happens. And when it does happen, you think, what the hell? What, what are you doing? When this is how it should be, actually. Yep. So, uh, you know, I guess we owe a debt of thanks to uh, Trey Gowdy for actually doing things the right way. For having been a really good advocate for conservative values and calling people out on the carpet in all of these. I mean, the only time we heard from him, really, were in these Senate hearings or these uh, House hearings because he was so good at what he did. He was just awesome. Uh, so he will be missed. Meanwhile, uh, Hillary Clinton, somebody who we would have liked to have seen leave the public eye a <laughs> long time ago. In fact, if she wouldn't have ever gotten into the public eye, that would have been that would have been fine, I think, by me. <laughs> yeah. After 10 years <sighs> of silence, uh, she's written a 1,500-word excuse Hold on. for the way she handled the sex abuse from her staff member. Ten years of si- oh okay of the yeah. okay because ten years of silence I thought boy, ten years I, of silence on I the blinked sex and missed that boy <laughs> okay uh, she finally addressed how badly she mishandled the incident uh, she said if she had it to had it to do all over again she wouldn't do it that way uh, but she starts off her fa- Facebook post with the most important work of my life has been to support and empower women <laughs> nothing. 
Nothing could be further from the truth. She's got a terrible history with supporting women. She's destroyed women who have spoken out. She didn't, she didn't do what she claims now is the right of every woman to be believed when they make an accusation. She certainly didn't do that. She went after these, pe- these women and she tore them to shreds. And then when she had a chance to do something to help a woman who was being abused in her campaign, she didn't take advantage of that opportunity either. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, by the way, the on-again, off-again Crocodile Dundee sequel is off again. Hmm. It's just, it actually is a trailer that was done by the Australian Board of Tourism or something, right? Yeah, I feel and so it does, there's no movie coming out. Yeah, see, our emotions have been toyed with. I know, they even had a release date, and it's all bogus. It's, it didn't happen, so. No, if you're really, really salivating over the t- Crocodile Dundee movie. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer because there isn't I don't one. like that. that I know. It's a, it's a sad state of affairs. Uh, the Bernie Sanders surrogate, uh, these loving Democrats, you got to love it. Yeah. Because uh, they're so inclusive. They're, they're filled with uh, peace and love and happiness. And they just want good things to happen for people. Bernie Sanders ally mocked the collision of the train with all the Republican members of Congress on it that left one person dead, at least one person. Union leader Jonathan Tassini cracked uh, cracked wise about both the crash and the announced retirement of Trey Gowdy, said, wow, between the train full of geo-goopers mm. hitting the truck and this, God is working hard today to clean up the stink. Thank her. Oh, Isn't that's that- a nice touch. Isn't that clever? Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> oh, wow. <clears throat> See, not only is he full of love, yeah. but he's so inclusive that he even throws out the fact that God is a female. But no, wait. He mm-hmm. just clearly assigned a gender to God. Right. Yes. I mean, yes, that's, he did. That's, that's bad in of itself. I mean, look at that. <laughs> Jerk. Uh, Tassini's bio describes him as a Bernie surrogate. A description backed up, apparently, by the New York Times. Vermont senator who is battling Hillary Clinton for the Democratic nomination has invited Jonathan Tassini to join him on the campaign trail. Mm -hmm. So he's actually campaigning with Bernie Sanders. Yeah, he was. And wishing death on uh, GOP representatives. Why? Because they disagree with him politically. So that's... uh, Hmm. Thank her. (laughs) So to me, that's just... That's like an exclamation mark on. If that was a Republican doing that, you mm-hmm. know, they'd be a Nazi. They'd be uh, a hater. They, they'd, they'd lose their job. Well, they would have been fired by now from whatever job they did. Uh-huh. And if Senator Sanders was a Republican, he would be told 
to denounce him. He would be mm-hmm. badgered. Are you sure he's not yes. doing anything for you right now? When's the last day? Is he putting stamps on envelopes in Poughkeepsie for you at an office there? I mean, it's just, it just would be endless. It really would. They would be asking whoever he stumped for to denounce the guy. Is anybody doing that with Bernie Sanders today? No. Of course, I, I don't know. Uh, I think Bernie Sanders has fossilized, so they might not be able to talk to him. Oh, maybe yeah, that's he, what they just found. We were had the right. story yesterday about the new dinosaur bones <laughs> right, found. Yes, he ah, fossilized. It was the uh, Berniosaurus. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. Cool. The Sandersaurus. Sandersaurus Rex. Mm hmm. <laughs> uh, this is kind of interesting, though. On MSNBC, another place of uh, hate for Republicans and Donald Trump, they actually called. Uh, Michael Wolf out on the carpet. He's the guy who wrote uh, Fire and Fury, the the Donald Trump book, and it's filled with lies and innuendos, and it's filled with nonsense, really. And one of the things in it is that supposedly he alludes to the fact that somebody in the administration had an affair with Donald Trump. And he he definitely puts out the signal that that person is Nikki Haley, which she, of course, vehemently denies. I mean, he said things like she was she was in the uh, she was in Air Force One trips on Air Force One all the time. She's been on Air Force One once. She supposedly spoke at length with Donald Trump about her career. She's never spoken with Donald Trump about her career and and the future. Uh, so I mean, it's just total lies and innuendo. So on MSNBC, on the morning cup of postum with uh, Joe and his main squeeze, uh, Susie or whatever it is, uh, they actually, somebody on the show, I don't even know who this is, but somebody called him out um, pretty strongly. Here it is. You made some news this weekend uh, talking about things you didn't know firsthand, saying you believed it was true, but you had no proof that the president had an affair with someone in his administration. Yes. It's pretty much what you said. Then you yes. kind of led and indicated if you follow the breadcrumbs, you can figure out who it was. After a lot of rumors came out, you know, it was speculation that you meant Nikki Haley and you said she's embraced it. Don't you find that absolutely irresponsible at this point in time where we are as a society when you're talking about a woman who's a high profile woman in the well, Trump administration let me, let me, let me to interrupt. go after her without any evidence, without any facts? It just seems that nice. it is mm-hmm. so irresponsible. Well, first thing, yes. I didn't go after her. And secondly, what I. Um, what I certainly what I meant was I found it puzzling that she would deny something she was not accused of. Wait a minute. Can I just step in here? Let's let's put this next question uh, in the entire credibility of your book, which was written really quickly. Excuse you, me. Your book. Yes. Uh, let's 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 put it on this next question. Mm-hmm. Do you regret inferring anything about Nikki Haley? I, I, I didn't infer anything about Nikki Haley. What I inferred was that the president is, um, many of the people around the president believe he is still involved with various women. No, but you said she spent a lot of time and private time with. I, I got it. That's, that's, I, I totally, it. totally, uh, I mean, that's exactly what people report. And now, and specifically, that was about her bid to become the Secretary of State. So everywhere in the White House, okay. they were suddenly in a, in a, in, in, in quite a panic that this was actually happening. Michael, which is why they pushed Pompeo out. has embraced it. Um, I, I'm going to go as far as to say 
that you might be having a fun time playing a little game, dancing around this, but you're slurring a woman. It's disgraceful. It's uh, and and um, Mika again. She has been accused of nothing. She has decided to deny what she has not been accused of. Right. Certainly, I didn't accuse her of this. Mm -hmm. Wait, are you, are you I, suggesting I, you that? Are you suggesting the language is not uh, ambiguous in any way, and the, the things that you've said and the way you've Come on. stated it? Are, are you kidding? You're on the set of Morning Joe. We don't BS here. Well, I, what's oh, okay. read me the language? Tell, Are you kidding me? I'm not reading well, you anything. Play the Bill uh, Mark, if you don't get it, and you don't get <laughs> yeah, what we're they, talking they, about, I, I, I'm sorry. This is, this is this awkward. Is... You're here on the set with us, but we're done. Michael Wolf, thank you. Wow. We're going to go to break now. Bye, everyone. We'll be right back. Wow. <laughs> Bye-bye. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's surprising. Yeah. Uh, they, really, they really held his feet to the fire. They called him out big time there. Why? <laughs> These... That's amazing. We don't BS here. Oh, oh, okay, Mika. It was interesting too mm-hmm. how she shut down the reporter. I don't. Who is the reporter? Do you know her? I I've, I don't know mm-hmm. that I've ever seen her, but she's like the, the reporter's trying to ask her questions, and Mika says, "I got it. I got it. <laughs> I got this. I got this. I got this." Like, just shut her down right in the middle of the of the uh, discussion. <clears throat> wow. And then they boot him off the show. It shows you that this guy has no credibility, and the book is pathetic. I mean, the book, they're not even taking it seriously. So what an embarrassing uh, segment for Michael Wolf. <sighs> this, after they used all of these uh, quotes on, was it the, the Grammy presentation? It was the Grammys, right? Yeah. Where, mm-hmm. where James Corden had a bunch of stars read from the book, and then the big surprise at the end, Hillary reads from it. Well, it's pretty discredited now. That looks really bad now. Yeah, I'm I'm looking for the excerpt that uh, that people you know read through the lines and and said it was Nikki Haley. Yeah. But um, one thing I would have liked from that interview, as satisfying as it was, somebody should have just said, "Okay, can you just tell us right now that uh, who you had in mind when you wrote this uh, paragraph was not Nikki Haley?" Just let him say yes or no. Yeah. And then yeah, that would have yeah, that would have been good. But uh, that I'll, was a slap down. Yeah, it really I mean, was. That was a, that was a uh, really great beatdown of the guy <laughs> who has absolutely zero credibility now. That's going to be my favorite moment. Not that there were any others in the running uh, in MSNBC history. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 888-900-3393. Let's go to Pamela in West Virginia. You're on the blaze. Hi. 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 Just a little, uh, little thought. Uh-huh. Trey Gowdy going for the Supreme Court. Hmm. 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 Uh, hmm. Mm-hmm. Now he claims he's not going for any other office. Yeah, elect- so, wait, did it say elected office? Yes, he did. Uh oh, he did. <laughs> Could, maybe. Maybe. I mean, he watched Gorsuch, Gorsuch move up through the ranks pretty quick. Yeah, um, he did. Yes. So, I mean, that's a good thought. Uh, thanks, Pamela. Right. And he'd make a great Supreme Court justice. I don't know that that's what he's doing here, but um, but if it is, I'm all about it. I definitely support Trey Gowdy for the U.S. Supreme Court. That would be awesome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Bloomberg's Julia Chatterley uh, asks Democratic National Chairman Tom Perez why Democrats didn't smile during the State of the Union during times 
when both parties should have been happy? It's a pretty, pretty good question. Uh, here's what happens. We're starting to see wage gains. There were many reasons for all Americans last night to smile, and yet the cameras panned round to the Democrats there, and, and they were frowning. They had their arms folded. Was that justified? Well, there were reasons well, to be positive last night, and they didn't well, seem you, able to be. When you play fast and loose with the facts, when you're constantly divisive like this president, uh, it's gosh. hard to oh sit there and, and, and be warm and fuzzy. Oh. You look at the economic betrayal of this president. He says but jobs, jobs are being gained. Well, Wages but, are well, starting well, to rise. There were reasons well, for all Americans, Democratic or Republican, to be happy there. Well, Why couldn't the well, Democrats show nice. appreciation for well, that? Because we have to understand the context. The pace of job growth in the first year of the Trump administration slowed from the last year of the Obama administration. But it gets hard when hard to add jobs. So that's well, a, a well, but, no, Wow. Okay, so there's another Democrat being held to the fire. His feet being held to the fire just a little bit by Julia Chatterley there. Because there were many, there were many times when Democrats could have been smiling and especially as we've talked about uh, since it happened Tuesday night, especially the amnesty offer. Amnesty, the path to citizenship for 1.8 million. I mean, that's better than they could have even hoped for. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to say that. And he, if you, if you watch that segment of the speech, he looks directly over at the Democrats when he says it, as if challenging them. <laughs> I dare you. Come on. Uh, are you gonna, are you gonna show any support for this? And the answer was no. They don't show any support for it. They didn't show any support for the $2 trillion for the stimulus plan. They didn't show any support for anything uh, because they hate him. And that's because he's so divisive. Have you guys ever met a guy named Barack Obama? No one was more divisive than Barack Obama. Telling Republicans to get to the back of the bus. Barack Obama never threw them a single bone. Uh... And they act like this is the first divisive president we've ever have. We've ever had. Please. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Years ago, Glenn and Tanya had a very difficult time selling their home. And uh, they they had a real estate agent they weren't excited about. A realtor that was not doing a good job for them. And it was a really frustrating and really costly experience for them. And they didn't want other people to have to go through the same kind of bad experience they went through. So they had a great idea. Since uh, home buying and selling, probably the biggest investment in your entire life, what if they found a network of real estate agents all over the country and they qualified them by finding out how much experience they have? What are their marketing plans? What kind of character do these agents have? And, and what results do they get for their clients? So these were the measurements that Glenn's team uses to find the best agents all over the country. And then there's one other real big key. They're all fans of the show. So they share your values. Uh, Generally speaking, they have the same principles and values you do. So if you need to sell a house fast and for the most money, or if you're looking to buy, go to Real Estate Agents I Trust. This is the team that Glenn put together, the 1,200 best agents across America. Real estate agents I trust. When you go there, you'll be introduced to the best agent in your town, and you will be happy you were introduced to that person. 
Let our agents earn your business. Get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Uh-huh. Oh. I guess that was the full statement that I'm here. I mean, what did you Not expect that her to uh, say? You know, I don't know that it's a good thing or, I mean, you just Has left she, it. Uh, he's here. Well, big she's deal. She's been noncommittal since the beginning. Seriously, that's pretty noncommittal. Pad Gray is here. Well, yeah, but, I mean, are you glad about that or is it, is it a bad thing? Is it do, a good thing? Do you want thing? her to judge you? I just, you know. You know. A little more definitive statement would have okay. been nice. Pat Gray is here, and he's and awesome. See, like that. Would it, is there something wrong with that? No. Um, should we? <laughs> do you want to play the bumper music again, and I can uh, assume the role of no. uh, voiceover? No, I don't. I was trying to make you feel better. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, some tweets at Pat Unleashed. Hashtag tell Pat. Mercenary Grip says uh, abortion is U.S. sanctioned genocide. I, I, it's just a true statement, and we need to stop sugarcoating it. Seriously, we just, I, I mean, it's, it, it ab- absolutely is sanctioned genocide. 60 million babies have been murdered by, uh, since 1973's Roe v. Wade. Mm. 60 million. If that's not the very definition of genocide, I don't know what it is. History will one day judge us harshly for this inhumane, disgusting practice. They, yes. Yes, and it won't be it won't be long distant in the future either. Uh, from Burbax, Debbie Wasserman Schultz said her kids are human now. The youngest is twelve. So at what age did they become human? <laughs> I'd love to have this discussion with her. <laughs> I would love it. She didn't specify. Maybe they're not human <laughs> until ten or eleven, or eleven and a half. She never said. In fact, maybe they're not human until they vote. To Democrats, I don't think you are human unless you can vote for them. Toby McAvoy says, perhaps progressive politicians believe that the age at which one's, one becomes human is voting at one. Well, yeah, Toby makes that point. Uh, and then there's um, Tobiah and Toby and Jake, 03. I, I can't tell Pat enough how excited I am at the prospect of more on trivia making a triumphant return. Mm. We're psyched about it as well. I, I'm a little nervous because we've never done it in uh, this room with this particular equipment, so we're hoping it works out. Mm-hmm. It's been too long since Flap Jackson graced the airwaves. Hope you still have the phrase that pays in your audio vault. That's, I think we do. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I think we do. 24 hours and 8 minutes from now. Yeah. Just roughly I'm, speaking. I'm all a tingle looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. More on trivia. Back for the first time in what? Two years, I would say? Yeah, at least. Easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think the last time it happened, uh, Stu and I did it on Pat and Stu a while back. And maybe that was about two years ago. 888 Also, continuing on the theme, the Democrats were so sourpussed. <laughs> it was the most frowny face State of the Union <laughs> of all time, I think. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders told CNN's Chris Cuomo that the country would be better off if Nancy Pelosi smiled a little bit. Here's what 
she said. How can he unify that room? I think doing exactly what he did last night, and I'm going to be a little bit in disagreement with you. I think Nancy Pelosi looks like that all the time. I think she should smile a lot more often. I think the country would be better for it. She seems to kind of embody the bitterness that belongs in the Democrat Party right now. I think last night was a good step forward. Hopefully they can let go of some of that, and they have to make a big decision. They need Mm -hmm. to decide, Chris, do they love America more than they hate this president, and are they willing to put some of those differences aside, come together, and do what's right for this country? Uh, and the fact is, they don't love America more than they hate this president. Fact is, no. The answer is no, they don't. Joe Crowley uh, talked to MSNBC's Chuck Todd about the path to citizenship. Check this out. What do you tell that heated activist that I'm sure you see at a town hall that says, don't work with them at all? Well, I think the president continues to take additional hostages. Initially, what? it was what? the roughly 800,000 Dreamers uh. or DACA recipients. He's now expanded what? it to 1.8 million people who may be eligible for DACA. He's also included into that. Wait a minute. Day. Are you calling the fact that he, you're calling the fact that he increased the number of people he would make eligible for citizenship more hostages? Oh, I think so. He's actually That's increasing right. the number. Gosh. He's also increasing the number by including those who are in TPS, temporary protective status. He didn't have to do any of this. Right. He's actually adding these folks uh, to the equation. Yes. And all in an attempt to end uh, certain aspects of of legal immigration into the United States. What? So the president is taking a willful and knowing actions to increase the number of people uh, that he will either allow to stay in the United States uh, through legislation mm-hmm. or forcibly deport through legislation or lack thereof. Well, I, I, I'm speechless. I'm dumbfounded over that. That is one of the dumbest things ever uttered on national television. He... The president offers a path to citizenship to three times as many people as they're talking about. And this guy calls them hostages? I don't know that there is a coherent response available. There's not. Anywhere. Hostages. Good gosh. He's doing what you want him to do. But because you hate him so much, you got to take a positive and somehow twist it into... A, a negative of some sort. Now, if Republicans were saying that that they were being held hostage by the president or or, or whatever because uh, we don't want the amnesty thing, uh, so we got to give the amnesty to get the wall. You know, you might be holding the GOP hostage to say that your that your offer of a path to citizenship for two million people is taking them hostage. Uh, you're you're simply psychotic. Or brain dead in some way. I, that is just inconceivable. I keep using that word. I don't think it means what I think it means. <laughs> I don't think hostage means what... Uh, what he thinks it means. Thinks it means. <laughs> what? what uh, the, I would love to see an experiment by this president. He should, he should come out in favor of abortion. <laughs> he should start talking about partial birth abortion. And see hmm. if he can get them to take the opposite stance on it. And then see if um, conservatives stick with him. Right. We have two experiments going on. Right. Doing experiments. <laughs> I, I'm almost in favor of him taking that position <laughs> just to watch the Democrat response. <laughs> how, would they, how would they wiggle out of that? 
They hate the guy so much. And look, I'm not a huge fan of Donald Trump. I think that's probably painfully clear to most people. Uh, But you've got to just have a sheer, unadulterated, blind rage against him to turn his offer to Democrats of a path to citizenship into hostage-taking. Wow. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi there. And welcome. <clears throat> hey. Yesterday's uh, Flex Seal demonstration of the entire Flex Seal family of products. <laughs> uh, almost a complete disaster. In the uh, On the Blaze story they did on it, it said that it sounded like I failed somehow. Pat Gray's experiment, he failed. Fails miserably or it something. You said you failed? I didn't fail. Well, no. it was the Flex Seal family of products. Well, they that could have failed. been talking about anything else that you've set your mind to. <laughs> maybe they, maybe it was just coincidence. It was maybe, the same story. Maybe. Uh, but it did not seal instantly with the tape nope. when we slapped it on the hole uh, with the water sp- uh, spilling out. And it was just a little bit of it. It was like a trickle. It wasn't gushing out like right. it does on their commercial. It didn't need that much effort. In fact, we put three pieces of tape on it. Still didn't seal it. <clears throat> then we cut a container in half, taped it up. It leaked. Hmm. Uh, then we tried to do the congeal thing where, mm-hmm. you know, they pour that really thick rubbery substance that turns into a rubber, like a rubber square. And uh, and so we thought it would happen fairly quickly. It, overnight, it kind of did mm-hmm. set up. Look at it. There it is. There it is. Thin layer. Of Flex Seal rubberized goo. Uh, You can kind of... See, look at that. Look at that. Not bad. Still a little bit wet. Yeah. Underneath. Uh, But that's kind of cool. Here, you need some paper towels over there? I like the way that feels. No, it didn't didn't come off on. Oh, it only gets on me? It only gets on you. Because um, I can tell you where Flex Seal does work. uh, On my clothing where it's still there after I scrubbed the heck out of it last night. (laughs) And so I'm a corduroys, and I'm not so happy about that. So, uh, <coughs> in fairness, I, maybe we did something wrong. I would like to hear from anybody at Flex Seal. Uh-huh. Maybe you know, help us out on this and help us with the with the experiment. If we did something wrong, we'd like to hear about it. We give you a chance to to tell us what it was. <laughs> so, if Flex Seal wants to get in touch with us, we're perfectly willing to hear from him. So, wait, I think you're insinuating in a kind of a underhanded way, Pat Gray. That somehow I screwed up the experiment because I was the one with my hands on the product. Seems like you're sensitive. I'm, for I'm some what? Reason. Not at all. I hmm. just it feels like I'm being thrown under the bus here for something that I may have probably <laughs> likely very much did screw up. 
I don't know. I don't know that we did anything wrong, um, but I'm just I just want to offer them the opportunity because we're supposed to be able to uh, saw a boat. I saw this boat in half, and then tape it up with Flex Seal tape and take it out on the Florida Everglades. I, man, we would have been dead if we tried that. Yeah, yesterday. that's risky. I mean, there's gators down there. Yeah, we'd be dead. We would have been, we would have sunk, and we would have been eaten by alligators. Can I, can I point out something here without getting, you know? I don't know. Can you? Tarred here. Um, you you insisted on putting the pen, and I would in like to point seal. out that the pen, yeah, stayed in place. The pen that you were adamant that I not make a yeah, part of the experiment because it was not part of the experiment. I mean, I, I don't know why you needed that. He but. got he got genuinely upset that I brought a pen into the laboratory. I, I like that particular pen. No, it, that pen came from my site. I don't care. I've busted, used it before and, and it works really well. It was busted. And now you've ruined it. It was busted before I even. Wasn't busted. It was, no, it was not. If you look in there, that's not the flex seal. That's the ink, brother. <laughs> look at this. The thing is messed up before I even. I picked a lame pen. Don't worry about it. No, mm. no actual pens were harmed. Okay. In the experiment with flex seal. But I'm just, I'm just concerned. That, so a flex seal family of products spokesman wants to come on and tell us what we did wrong. We're, we're willing to listen. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Maxine Waters was talking about the Russians and. Uh, how devious they are and how in league with Donald Trump they are uh, while she was talking to her constituents. It has to be resolved in a certain way. Is uh -huh. the obstruction of justice yes. and the possible collusion? Yes. With yes. Collusion. In order to undermine our democracy. Elect we don't Trump have a democracy. So that they can lift these sanctions mm -hmm. and they can make all of this money. And right. I want to tell you, they absolutely... Okay, so they wanted Trump. And they wanted to collude with Trump so they could make all of this money. Uh, <laughs> doing what? So they colluded with Trump so that the Russians could make all of this money. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and she doesn't really explain how the collusion leads to money for Russians, which is interesting. Because it's just a small detail there. Who, who, who is, Don't worry about it. Who's on the microphone there? Not, I know Maxine. Maxine Waters. But who is... Uh, oh, somebody who's taping her. Okay. Just her, someone sounds like a recording snake. her. Yeah. Absolutely hacked our Democratic National Committee. Absolutely they hacked. Absolutely did that. They absolutely RT, did that. RT, which is Russian television, absolutely interfered with speech of mine on the floor of Congress. Now, then she says, RT, Russia Today interfered with a speech of hers on the floor and that would have been the english language that interfered with your speech maxine and black okay. house for 10 minutes what they don't play they don't play they mean business they do and so mm -hmm. trump is going to do everything that he can to have his way mm -hmm. he has shown us they didn't care what we think about him not Stand in the White House on weekends, flying down to Mar-a-Lago, meeting with folks in ways he should not meet with them because we sure. think classified information is being sure. unleashed. Right. We right. know he'll give up classified information we and do. get it in the White House <clears throat> with the Russian ambassador and the foreign minister. Wow. So we know that Trump will give up classified information. I didn't realize we had that knowledge, but according to Maxine Waters, we do. Uh... Also, Russia Today is interrupting her speeches on the House floor. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, but that's, if a tree falls in the forest, Maxine. That's interesting. 888 thirty three ninety three. 
This is a group of people that were watching the State of the Union address, and they're throwing shoes at the screen as it occurs. Do you know where this, San where Diego. this took place? San In Diego. San Diego, California. Mm-hmm. Here's what happened. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Happened a little something. No sound. Okay. So we don't know what he's saying. But people are actually taking off their shoes. Look at that guy. And, uh, and throwing their shoes at Donald Trump. That guy throws like a girl. I'd like to point out the guy in the back. Yeah. White dude. Yeah. Watch him. He's going to come up again. Look at him. Here we go. Uh, very strange. Look at all the scuff marks on the wall. Look at that. Uh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I threw my shoe at a wall. Take that wall. Uh, what, a, just, what a bizarre. I mean, that's. I mean, that's a, like a Middle Eastern tradition. <laughs> right. Where the people show the bottom of their shoe to you, and it's a huge insult. Yeah, you know, you know, it'll fix that. Yeah, they're having a great time, though. <laughs> That's so funny. You're throwing a shoe at the wall. Flex seal. The president's on it. Bottom uh, of your shoe. Okay, it's great. This guy's really—he means business. Yeah, that guy he doesn't throw with conviction. I think he needs a visit from the Secret Service. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I got to show you one other really creepy thing here, and maybe it's just me. <laughs> wait, wait. But, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this seems creepy to me. CBS uh, showing a clip from Tom Brady's documentary, Tom versus Time. Uh, here's what happens. A little bit, a uh, little freaky, if you ask me. In a documentary called Tom versus Time, there's a scene showing five-time Super Bowl winner Tom Brady getting a massage. Then his 11-year-old son comes in the room and asks him if he can check his fantasy football standings. I was wondering if I could check my fantasy team. What do I get? Everything, no, Jack, everything comes at a cost, bud. That was like a peck. The second kiss shared by father uh, and son prompted tweets from viewers using words like very disturbing and <laughs> uncomfortably long. What? Yeah. Oh, no. What happened? Very disturbing. Uh, I hadn't seen that. Is it just me? Is it, no, no, I think it's Keith as well I now. I can't unwatch that. Is it Ron in the other room? Uh, very disturbing, right? Men don't kiss their sons on the lips no, like I, that right i don't kiss my I mean, kids on the lips i didn't i don't kiss my girls on the lips yeah. never did i kissed them on the cheek mm. when they were little uh i don't kiss my son on the lips and certainly yeah. not no like that no 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 and my youngest has a thing for the lip kissing thing and we have a compromise it's more like italy now it's like you get the left cheek right cheek. okay all right there ciao bye-bye but no that right there mm. was mm. oh no uh-uh I, I'm telling you, that's that that doesn't border on creepy. That's in <laughs> the capital of creepy land. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I think my entire perception of Tom Brady just was altered. Now it just oh. changed. That's just weird and icky, isn't it? Very much. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I don't know. Maybe there's sons and fathers who share kisses on the lips like that. Nope. And it's just I I don't know I. Is that an East Coast thing? Uh, I, I don't know. You're, you're groping for something I'm here. I'm trying to help. I mean, I'm just a, trying to looking for some reasonable cultural thing. And I mean, he kissed him on the lips the first time, and it was quick, and it was icky yeah, then. That was icky. And enough. then when he said that was a back, come back here and really make out with me, son. <laughs> 
<laughs> look, I hadn't seen that. And so when that happened, when you just rolled the video, I thought, uh-huh. all right, let's just let... <laughs> oh, crap. And then the, the voiceover lady's like, and then when he comes back for a second... No, 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 it's going to be a second. <gasps> oh, mm-hmm. no, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Oh, rough. I'll bet they got some tweets on that. I, I'll bet they got... <laughs> I mean, that, that just creeps you out. Yeah, I don't care for that. Mm-mm. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three with your thoughts. Uh, I mean, I I know people who do who kiss sons on the lip. Not that long, but I've seen it. I thought it was creepy then. While they're laying there half naked, I'd like to point out. I know, yeah, mm. yeah. Okay. Very weird. Uh, really, really weird. I mean, do, do you have to kiss your dad on the lips to check your fantasy football stats? I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's almost. You're right. That was kind of like a, a, a prearranged deal there. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, well. I mean, they've got a routine where <laughs> they kiss on the lips on p- apparently a regular basis. I'm thinking. I'm gonna just wait till the end of the season to check my fantasy team. Then. I mean, there's just one word for that, and it's ick. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Speaking of which, Cosmo hurts kids. Cosmo Hurts Kids is uh, is a movement started by Victoria Hurst, and she is uh, part of the Hurst family. The Hurst Corporation owns Cosmo. Uh, Victoria just believes that Cosmo contains pornography that's harmful to kids. She doesn't want to censor the magazine or drive them out of business. She's all about free speech. She just wants the state's material harmful to minor laws applied to Cosmopolitan uh, just like it is other forms of pornography, so then it can't be sold to kids under 18. It's just that simple. And then you won't get all of the articles that are absolutely disgusting from it, where they show you about sex toys and sex habits, and and then the photographs in there. It's just it's not necessary for kids under 18. If you believe that too, uh, go visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. Take a stand against pornography. So that it can't be sold to kids uh, kids under 18. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, the, the Democrats, could they be any more outrageous in their hatred for this president? Let's not tempt them. I've, I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. I mean, they... They talked about our hatred for Obama, which I didn't hate him. I just hated what he was doing to the country. I, I, I don't like Marxist policies. Mm-hmm. So sue me. Um, and we made that very, very clear. This guy, even when he shares their policy, they still hate his guts. They still find a way to criticize him, even when it's, when it's something like-minded. Like the like the uh, path to citizenship for 1.8 million. Now that's a hostage situation. Jeez, ah, he's just unbelievable. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Daniel in Florida. Hi, you're on the blaze. 
there, Matt. Hey. Thanks for having me. You bet. So I got a, I got a, I can tell you why the, uh, your experiment with the flex seal tape failed. Okay. And it's a simple thing is that science has yet to invent a glue that will adhere properly to a wet surface. So they've been working on it for a long time, so they can use it for sur- you know, uh, instead of sutures uh, for surgeries inside the body. Right. But it doesn't yet exist. So trying to plug an, a- an okay. active leak, that was never going to happen. Well, but, but they show that it does happen on their commercials, which is misleading. Which, if you knew that there's no glue that would actually do that, yeah. you would know that was, shall we say, showmanship. Yes. Uh, the thing, but the spray, my ex-wife used it to repair a hole in a 400-gallon water tank a little over a year ago. Okay. And it hasn't leaked a drop since. Really? Really. The, just the spray sealed up a leak on a, on a huge water tank. That's amazing. Yep. That's kind of cool. Hmm. Uh, All right. Yeah, so I, I don't know about the tape, you know, but I do know that the spray, when applied properly yeah. uh, and allowed to set, does do its job. Okay. Well, that's good to know. It's good to hear. Thanks, Daniel. Appreciate it. Uh, I mean, I do leave open the possibility that we used it incorrectly, that we there was, you know, something we did wrong. Oh, my. Uh, we won't talk about what just yeah, happened here. Don't ask just, me no questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't tell you no lies. <laughs> oh, man. Ah, flex seal. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Diane in Indiana, you're on the blaze. Hi. 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 I was <laughs> just wondering if anyone else remembers Barack Obama being caught on mm. open mic telling a top Russian official that uh, if they waited till after his reelection, he would be able to help them more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You talk about collusion. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, that's the very definition of it. Exactly. And it was it was right out there in the open. Yeah, you're right. More flexibility. They, yep. They put it on national news, so Yes indeed. All everybody right. Everybody saw it. Thanks, Diane. Scott in Mississippi, welcome to the Blaze. Hey Pat. Hey. Um I think the guy that uh maybe accuses Trump of taking hostages might have something there. Um He's, he kind of already did it after that big televised meeting when he would si- said he would sign anything and he wanted to do a giant love bill on immigration and then two days later took it all back. Uh, maybe he is going to uh, yank the citizenship part off the table and the extra people if he doesn't get the wall or chain migration or the lottery. What do you think? Maybe. I hope so. Um, because that's, that's how that, he negotiates. Yeah, so. that, is, that is what needs to happen because... Yeah. Uh, and he is, you know, supposedly a really good negotiator. So this could be but, part of that if process. You think about, you know, somebody that all of a sudden after the State of the Union thinks, man, I might, I may get citizenship and then get it yanked away in a way that kind of is taken hostage. So that's just my thoughts on it. All right. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Scott. Uh, 888-900-3393. Although, mm, there's no reason for them to feel that way right now because it hasn't been taken off the table. He put it out there on the table. Uh, and so all indications are that, you know, that, that he's willing to go through with it, Mm. which is something that most Republicans don't want. I mean, we've been fighting amnesty for over 20 years now for a long time. We had to go through this all during the Bush administration, tried desperately to get him to get off the amnesty train and really couldn't do it. 
So, I mean, if you're if you're going to dangle it out there, I, I'm not in favor of that. Uh, but the Democrats should be, and they should be, they should be jumping at the opportunity because I thought at one point at least, and we we played this the other day, the Democrats and what they used to say about uh, about illegal immigration. Listen to some of the things the Democrats had to say back in the. Uh, this was some of these are from the mid 90s. Some of them are from the mid 2000s. Legal immigration is wrong. And all Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country, are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. What we need to do simultaneously, hmm. you know, secure our borders hmm. with technology, personnel, uh, physical barriers if necessary in some places. Huh. If making it easy to be an illegal alien isn't enough, how about offering a reward for being an illegal immigrant? Yeah, outrageous. No, right? sun, no sane country would do that. I think we should enforce our borders. To have Jeez. a situation where 40% of the babies born on Medicaid in California today <laughs> are born of illegal immigrants creates mm -hmm. a very real problem for the state. That's not I a problem Here's anymore. what I'll do. <laughs> Number one, the borders are more leaking today than they were before 9-11. That's right, John. The fact is we haven't done what we need to do to toughen no, up our borders, right and I will. That. And he will. We simply cannot allow people to pour into the United States undetected, undocumented, uh -huh. unchecked, and circumventing the line of people who are waiting patiently, diligently, and lawfully uh, to become immigrants in this country. So there was a time when everybody was on the same page, at least as far as securing the border. They're not anymore. Um, but you should be able to get them back to that point if you allow them to have amnesty for almost 2 million people. Right? It, I mean... Okay, Pat. You're a conservative voter. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, do you think the wall is ever going to get done? No. Okay. So instead of wasting this time knowing that you're not going to get the votes even on your own party to get the wall done and knowing that you probably have limited time with um, absolute power in all three houses there, mm -hmm. uh, what, uh, what, what are you going for right now if you're Republicans? You got the tax cut. What's your, you're, you're, you only got a few months here of House, Senate, and presidency. Uh, I, might, I might concentrate on, the, on uh, repealing Obamacare. Go back to that. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I I don't know. I mean, is that more likely than know. the wall at this point? I I don't know. I don't know. But they both need to be done. They both it needs to be done. It's just hard to imagine because they haven't done it even when it was uh, mandated by law. They didn't do it. So what would lead you to believe that it's ever going to get done? I I don't know. Here's what's gonna happen. I don't know. I just thought of this. We're gonna get that stupid infrastructure thing. That's what's next. Oh, That's yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. That because Republicans and Democrats apparently agree on that now. They they all want it. They all want the stimulus package. Uh, Ron in Iowa, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah, could, I'm all for this uh, freedom of speech. I serve my country well, but I'd like to know when is malice set in with that Waters? With she uh, mm -hmm. she's actually threatened his life. What's wrong, Pat? Yeah, I I know. Uh, she has threatened his life, and I don't know that the Secret Service even talked to her. Did they talk to her that time? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think they did. I don't think they did. Um, no, she's above the law. Yeah, it's interesting. When you're on the left, you, you are above the law. 
and you don't have to answer for the things you say. It's uh, it's a strange phenomenon. And I just have one more thing. Did you see the picture of Obama with that uh, that radical Islam guy? Um, uh, Farrakhan? Louis Farrakhan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could mm-hmm. you imagine Donald Trump meeting with the KKK like oh, that? I'm. Uh, <laughs> there'd be such an outrage. It, it'd be deafening. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Ron. Uh, yeah. Things are <laughs> not exactly uh, equal when it comes to the way the mainstream media handles uh, Barack Obama's little dalliances with the extremists and the, what would happen if Donald Trump did the same sort of thing on the right, which he hasn't done, by the way. He hasn't met with anybody on the, uh, like a neo-Nazi, like a David Duke type of person, which is akin to Louis Farrakhan. Be the same thing. Yeah, so... Uh, but nobody cares about Obama doing that. Nobody no. cares. Back in October, Maxine Waters said, I will go and take Trump out tonight. That's right. Yeah. And um, Did best they show I can up? tell, uh, Secret Service never contacted her. That's unbelievable. <laughs> That's just unbelievable. Uh, it's uh, typical, though. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. Uh, we got to tell you about um, the battle that Ted Cruz is in right now to uh, be reelected to his Senate seat. Somebody named Beto O'Rourke mm. is actually outraising him. Mm. Campaign fund-wise, we'll tell you about that coming up and much more on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Welcome. 888-933-93. I want to show you this uh, Tom Brady thing one more time. Because this, this is disturbing. No warning label. I mean, if, if you're not a Tom Brady fan, I don't think this is going to help. And if you are a Tom Brady fan, this may alter everything you believed about him to begin with. I, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that's overstating it. Uh, but here he is. He's there, he's got a document documentary documentary team in his house, and they're filming him at work and at home. Uh, it's called Tom versus Time or something. There you go. And it's running in Boston. And uh, here's here's one of the little uh, segments that happened during the documentary. In a documentary called Tom versus Time, there's a scene showing five-time Super Bowl winner Tom Brady getting a massage. Uh-huh. Then his 11-year-old son comes in the room and asks him if he can check his fantasy football standings. No problem. I was wondering so if I could check my fantasy team. What do I get? <laughs> there you know, Jack. Everything comes at a cost, bud. I was like a peck. The second kiss shared by father and son prompted tweets from viewers using words like very disturbing and uncomfortably long. Oh, my. 
Okay, that's, so that's hard to watch. Yeah. Frankly. So all right, let's just say it's the kid doing his thing, whatever the mm-hmm. kid's thing is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not disparaging the kid, Tom. Mm-hmm. I know that you don't take kindly to that, and I respect that. Mm-hmm. Nah, this mm-hmm. isn't on the kid. But no. But Tom Brady, like the Tom Brady, I'm sure mm-hmm. has editorial authority to say, all right, guys, we're totally not using that kiss. Okay, now back to rubbing me down. He's here. apparently not. I, he knew the camera was rolling, and he invited his son to come in and kiss him on the lips. Then he told him that was just a peck. Yeah. But, uh, come on, man. Uh, you can do better than that. <laughs> what is the deal? Oh, boy. I'm, that is disturbing. Hurting. That's I don't disturbing. like that at I all. Don't, I don't either. I don't, I don't either. <sighs> but uh, maybe there's a segment of society that thinks it's really it's cool to kiss your 11-year-old son on the lips like that. Yeah, that segment of society not represented in this room. No, that's very true. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Also, some sad news uh, about George Lopez. Uh-oh, apparently, <clears throat> apparently he's going to give up golf. Until we get a clean docket deal. I'm sorry. Wait, what? what, what? Yeah, he's here's what he had to say. I mean, oh, no, this is also the president is an avid golfer, <laughs> as am I. And I will not golf until there is a clean dream act. I stand with DACA mm. and the president should as well, because these are educated young people mm-hmm. that America needs. So I will not tee it up. I will not go to the 19th hole. Oh, no. I will not Don't go say to that. the turn Don't say until that. all of these people yeah. are welcome in the United States as, as guests are welcome at country clubs, including Trump National. Oh, wow. That's Don't say that, George. I, Don't say you're giving up golf. Like, who cares? What, what a weird thing. You know what? I'm not going to. I'm, I'm going to give up curling Whoa. until we get a clean doctor bill. I cannot go there with you. I will not curl the canadian national sport mm-hmm. i will not curl until we get a clean docker bill hmm. tell you what all right i'm gonna join you mm-hmm. on this crusade i'm gonna give up um uh, exercising okay wow until i know how important that is to you sure. i mean every day regimen. furthermore i will not watch a single episode of the cardassians hmm. until there's a clean docker bill um, That's how committed I am. You, you, sir, have raised the bar. I will mm-hmm. see your Kardashians, and I will not eat kale. Oh, until there's a clean duck. Can you bill. do that? I, wow, I'm gonna try to. All right, maybe. That was a, I went out on a limb with that one. <laughs> it's really, gonna be tough. You really did, because uh, I know how important kale is uh, to you. I know how important kale is to me, so uh-huh. I can. Uh, I can just imagine how difficult that was. I can't even make that claim because there's no way I could do it. I'm not going to bullfight. Is there anything more disgusting than kale? It's bitter. <laughs> it, uh, I don't, it, and then when you cook it, it's even more bitter. And there's nothing you can do with it to make it taste better. I don't even understand the kale thing. Why would you put it in your mouth? It's, <laughs> it's awful. Listen, it's man, awful. when we worked in New York, <laughs> listen to this, man. We had this t- this room about a uh, little bit bigger than this one that we're in right now. So not not so big. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, me and Natasha. And briefly, there was this other guy who was like developing photographs uh, in there. Okay. So he brought in this big old uh, machine. 
And I thought that the uh, smell from the photograph machine was bad enough. But no, this gentleman who uh, was in our presence every day for about three months, every day for lunch, brought in a big steaming bowl full of kale. Ugh. And that, you wow. talk about having no courtesy for your coworkers. No, that's hideous. It was hideous. atrocious. And that it does, was... That's another thing. It, it stinks. Mm-hmm. It smells bad. It tastes even worse. And then the other super food that everybody's got a thing for, quinoa, there's yeah. another really worthless uh, food. I, I, it's Quinoa doesn't taste like anything. you got to put sugar all over it just to make it uh, taste like anything. Sugar? I, yeah. Wow. Or That's pretty good. Yeah. Mm, I mean, because sugar. I'll, yeah, any, anything. I mean, mm-hmm. you put sugar on it, I'm good. Yes. But, wow, I never thought of that. Yeah. Just my... put sugar on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll help. It'll help. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Barbara in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hello. Hello. Greetings from the state of Texas, the sunshiny state here at this present time. Mm-hmm. I would like to provide you with evidence that establishes the fact that we cannot count on being safe here in the United States of America. Now, by we I'm referring to myself and my descendants who go back over a period spanning since the beginning of our country. Um, the OIG put out a VA report dated September 15, 2015, mm-hmm. about the status of the Veterans Administration. In there, references made to 304,000 United States military veterans dying under the reign of Barack Hussein Barry Satoru Obama. Um, President Obama, former President Obama, seemed to clearly as you probably know by your program, even John Hannity has demonstrated and many others, um, the fact that over the years, President Obama, ha- over his years of reign, President Obama has been known to fly a flag at half-mast for a drug addict. He has been known to uh, entertain the parents of deserter defector Bo Bergdahl. Uh, he has per- uh, slapped their veterans in the face, stating that they, uh, that Bo Bergdahl, uh, was an honorable military soldier in mm-hmm. representation of America. I am calling to tell you that not one Democrat, not one Republican, including John McCain, not Barack Obama, not anyone else did anything to stop the negligent medical homicide of our veterans. No one talks about it. Nobody says anything about it. Things have a tendency nowadays even of that holocaustic and tragic proportion to disappear in the void of time and not be talked about, well, this hasn't been. Now, we are not safe. This presents evidence that we can count on that we are not safe in the United States, not only by the criminal, illegal thugs, murderous thugs, but by our own government. Um, We can tell the veterans to wait a year or require that they wait a year or more for their medications. We can require that uh, they wait six months, well, excuse me, for medications and wait over a year to be seen, although so many thousands of bogus files were created to show that they were seen when, in fact, they were not medically seen. So much has been done uh, to focus on everything else but not on our United States veterans. Mm -hmm. Not enough is being done. 
Now, people say that Hillary Clinton and these de- so-called Democrats, which should all be out of office and run out by the ears. I'll be happy to help, by the way, if somebody wants to become in cahoots with me. Um, the, the fact that uh, not only have they done nothing but uh, about it, but they say that these they say that they're for women, children, and so forth. Well, how many descendants do these deceased veterans have? Daughters, sons, granddaughters, um, aunts, uncles, grandmothers, mm-hmm. people they've left behind, and nothing nothing has been done in respect of those females, let alone males. So we have been a hindrance. A Holocaust has been caused by our government turning their backs. Nothing's been done about it. And that's why we can't be safe, consider ourselves safe in our country. Um, the floodgates have been opened by Obama, to well, add to that. Uh, so, do you, do you, are you uh, pleased with the job that Trump is doing for veterans so far? Because um, Obama's not in office anymore. So no, I know he's not in office. It's not his responsibility anymore. No, I know that, but thank you for your question. Mm-hmm. I believe he's touching base mm-hmm. on the beginning, but then he wasn't involved at all, of course, as you know, during the Obama reign. Yeah. He hasn't been involved in any of that, but he's doing his best. Uh, as you may or may not know, he did, and it's been on the Sean Hannity program also. He did take uh, and uh, fire over a 1,000 people from the VA. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the question is, is what do you do to bring the deceased people back? Now, our legal, our legal immigrants, it's, everything that's been done prior to uh, uh, President Trump has been done to slap us in the face. Yeah. The very idea that uh, our veterans have to wait for medications and being seen, when look at what we do for the illegals. We give them free medication, hospital mm-hmm. uh, insurance. We give them uh, housing, food, you name it, they get it free. Yeah. And, you know, I'm quite sure if somebody has a big mosquito bite on them, a Hispanic illegal, they could probably go in and get seen right away. Yeah. I we think they talked confirm. about that on the Sean Hannity program, didn't they? I oh, think they did. Snap! I think they did. Uh, appreciate the call, thanks, Barbara. Uh, I'll monitor that later and let you know. All right, I'll get back to you. Okay, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Oh, hey, uh, nice hmm. tweet from Chelsea Clinton. She's hmm. proud of her mom for reflecting on a past decision and being thoughtful about what she could have done better and should have done differently. <laughs> That's all part of what a good leader does. <laughs> she's proud of her mom for doing the wrong thing back in the day, and now, but at least she's thinking about it now. Good for her. Sometimes it just does less harm to not say anything. Yeah, why don't at all. you just? I mean, that is just stupid. So, that is stupid. I am proud of my mom for reflecting on a past decision. And being thoughtful about what she could have done better and should have done differently. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. So she made a huge mistake by penalizing the woman and uh, leaving the man where he was. And maybe you're proud that she reflected on that. Good. Good. Are you proud of her reflection back on how she treated Juanita Broderick and Paula Jones? And everybody, uh, the, Monica Lewinsky, everybody else who slept with your father or your, or your father raped or sexually abused in some way. You proud of that? <laughs> I, just, uh... I mean, I bet, I bet Hillary's re- reflected on that too a time or two over the years. How she treated those women and how, what she would do differently, which is nothing because that's who she is. Let me tell you about filterby.com. Winter is set in. And so we're probably not opening up our doors and windows as much as 
you know, you do certainly in the spring and summer. Um, and, but if you aren't properly maintaining your filters, you're breathing unhealthy air in your home. And not only could that, you know, it, it, aggravate your allergies and cause illnesses, it could actually ruin your heating system. But there's a better way to go. It's called FilterBuy.com. It's America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They have over 600 different filter sizes. They'll do custom options if you've got some kind of strange size. They're all shipped free within 24 hours, and they're manufactured right here in America. All kinds of various MERV options, all the way up to hospital grade. These can really do the job. And when you order right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery so that you don't have to worry about, well, is it time to change the filters again? Because they show up at your door when it's time to do it again. So save money and save time and just breathe better in your home. Filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com. Filterby.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. All of a sudden, there's renewed interest in Robert Wagner as what they call a person of interest in the death of his wife, Natalie Wood, almost 40 years ago. Wow. Isn't that weird? Wow. I hadn't heard now, this. There's for a long time, a long time, ever since it happened, there's been speculation that Robert Wagner had something to do with the death of Natalie Wood. I remember at the time they thought they thought he killed her because she supposedly, you know, they were out on this sailboat together, but Christopher Walken was there too. And there was some kind of problem with Natalie and Christopher Walken, according to Robert and jealousy or something. And maybe he threw her overboard. Who knows? But they've apparently found, uh, I don't know, bruises all up and down her arms that aren't consistent with her just getting into the water by herself. So he's being looked into. They're not saying he's a suspect. And after, after all of this, it happened in 1981. Are you really going to open this case back up again and charge Robert Wagner, who's now 87 years old with killing his wife? I don't know. That's, that'd be amazing. Wouldn't it? Hmm. This has been a weird thing from the beginning because, first of all, there was the captain there, Robert Wagner, Christopher Walken, who had just starred, I think, in a movie with Natalie. And uh, then all of a sudden, she's off the ship, off the boat, and she's found floating face down in the Pacific, about a mile from the boat. Two weeks after her death, police wrapped up their investigation after a coroner determined that she had a slightly intoxicated blood alcohol level of 0.14. So they ruled her drowning accidental. The operating theory was that she fell into the water while trying to uh, secure the dinghy. But the captain has always said he heard Robert and Natalie fighting on the back of the ship. 
And now they have other people who were in a, another boat that was going past them that said they both heard and saw them both fighting on the back of the ship. Do you know who, do you even know who Robert Wagner is? He, yeah, no. I mean, I know he was an actor. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Uh, very, you know, handsome actor uh, starred in a, a show in the 70s. I think it was early 70s, maybe late 60s called It Takes a Thief. Mm. Uh, you ever heard of that? No? No. no. And I'm and not going to. Showing my age. Yeah, well, it's really sad. Okay. It's well, really sad. Me... I, I just, my, my grandpa told me about it. And so that's how I'm going to take the heat off of you. When you were talking about Robert Wagner, I was Uh thinking to myself, wait a minute, the guy who hosted unsolved mysteries, that's kind of ironic. And then I looked, Oh no, it was Robert stack. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) See, I took the heat off of you. That's what a producer is supposed to do. (laughs) Robert stack and Robert Wagner. No, I loved unsolved mysteries. Do you even know who Natalie Wood is? Yeah, I know she was. You've probably seen her in uh, miracle on 34th street. Mm, Okay. Uh, The little girl from the original. Yeah. 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 And then, of course, she grew up and she starred in a lot of movies. Okay. But uh, Don't show your age again. I already took the heat off of you once <laughs> no, this segment. I'm not doing yeah, it twice. <laughs> but uh, there's uh, a picture of him. Oh. Handsome devil, right? Sure. Yeah, good looking dude. You're into men who look good in black and white pictures. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Handsome well, and, devil. and who isn't into <clears throat> men who look good in black and white pictures? You know no, what I mean? No, that's, uh, that's an interesting... No? Uh, <laughs> Is that almost there. as disturbing as the Tom Brady thing? No, that would take the cake for the day week. Uh, <laughs> sure month, would. The whole year, actually. That's pretty bad. Uh, but it seems like a lot of these old uh, situations where people died mysteriously seem to be surfacing again mm-hmm. and being looked into again. Uh, it's gotten to the point where if you killed somebody, you can never be quite comfortable with your murder. Because uh, it could come back to haunt you at any time. Say that again. <laughs> if you murder someone, you can never yeah, quite. It's just a little something for Jeffy to keep in mind, you know. Yeah, where is he today, anyway? I don't. I guess he's sick. I don't know. Is he again? Yeah, again. It's like uh, did the antibiotics wear off from last time? No, no. I don't know. <laughs> where is he? Uh, also, we have some uh, some tweets. This from Ryan Shimp. The Democrats in both houses of Congress don't want amnesty to occur under a Republican president's banner because they're terrified that too many votes will go to their political opponents. Uh, From Pat Gumayer, being Italian, our family and extended family always kissed on the mouth. (laughs) But we always had clothes on. (laughs) So that's a thing for... Well, see, Brady's not Italian, though, right? So Italian families... (laughs) Men in Italian families kiss their sons on the mouth like that? I I mean, I'm glad you had clothes on at the time because Tom Brady didn't. He was being massaged at the time when his son came in. Uh, So that that did definitely up the creepy factor by a factor of about (laughs) 10. That's, yeah, that's uh, that's bad optics. Uh, It is. (laughs) You got an NFL football player. Come on, man. Don't kiss your son on the lips. Like I mean, that. are we? I, I don't think we're weird. I just, I think that's weird. Okay. All I, right. I think, yeah. I let us know if it's just us, because I, this to me is extremely disturbing. It's hard to get that image out of my head. From Jackal Zombie says, "I'm 23 and I kiss my parents on the mouth. Sometimes even other family members. It's normal for us. Nothing weird about it. We don't kiss for that long, though." Thank you. <laughs> Okay. I mean, what was the time? How long was that kiss? I don't know. A minute and a half? 16 minutes? Something like that. Yeah, you're being I don't conservative know. there. It was like a day and a half. I, it was probably no more than five seconds, but it was 
it was too long, whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. Well, let's look at it again. Here, mm. here, one more time. You, you tell us, is this creepy or not? Here we go. Tom Brady. In a documentary called Tom versus Time, there's a scene showing five-time Super Bowl winner Tom Brady getting a massage. Then his 11-year-old son comes in the room and asks him if he can check his fantasy football standings. I was wondering if I could check my fantasy team. Yeah, now get out of here. I'm getting a massage. Nope. Tells him to come over here. Jack. Okay, quick kiss that time. Not even a second. The second kiss shared comes. by father and son prompted tweets from viewers using words like very disturbing two. and uncomfortably About two and long. And a half seconds. Yeah, I'm watching the clock. It was, uh, it was pushing three. It was pushing three seconds, but it was too long, however <sighs> long it was. That was nasty. That was just disturbing. Come on now. <laughs> Although there are a lot of people. Uh-huh. We just heard from a couple of them <clears throat> in an Italian family and another guy who kisses his parents on the mouth. Even your dad? I don't know. Man, in my family, it just doesn't happen. Nope. It does not happen. Nope. Now, that doesn't mean we do it right, although I think we do. (laughs) By not doing it at all. Yes. That's called uh, victory by omission. I think what Brady just did, that's not the right way to do it. That is not the right way to do it. And here you are, half naked, being rubbed down by a masseuse, mm. and you're filming a documentary, so you know the camera is rolling, and you ask your son to come back and kiss you on the lips longer? No, dude, no, no, honey, no. Mm. It's the optics are bad, the creep factor is high. Uh, we just don't know. No, thank you. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. <sighs> Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight, 933 uh, You have to love our country right now. And the priorities that each of us has. At the State of the Union, one of the Democrat representatives in, in the audience listening to the President of the United States deliver the message... And a pretty darn good one, Michigan Representative Brenda Lawrence, it was caught playing Candy Crush. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. So you, got, you got your priorities, right? Okay, mm-hmm. blah, 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 immigration, yeah, stimulus, okay, the war, whatever. I, I got to get to the next level. <laughs> I mean, this is, we are in idiocracy. <laughs> Yeah, we are. We are full-blown. <coughs> oh. I mean, I've never seen the movie because it's rated R, but mm. from everything what you've told me over the years, and believe me, you've told me a lot about it over mm-hmm. the years. I I'm mean, we, it is. We're there. It's just, uh, it's we're just the home version of that game. 
uh, it's unbelievable. It really is. And then you add to it that uh, the feds are spending $302,000 on in-home semen testing. I'm sorry. Oh, wait, well, I'm I don't even know what that is. Okay. National Institutes of Health spending over $300 performing this. Oh, $300,000, I believe. Over $300,000. Uh, $302,331, which will pay men $20 for their samples as a part of the study hoping to fight infertility. Boston University is conducting the feasibility of in-home semen testing, uh, which was awarded on December 1st, and they actually spent taxpayer dollars Mm. on this. Subjects are going to send back the test results to investigators via a secure smartphone app. (laughs) Wait, whoa, okay. hold on, what? Uh, so you got that going for you. Now, wait a minute. That's going to void the warranty. Uh, how do you get that on the smartphone app? I don't even want to know <laughs> on second thought. Don't even tell me. I don't know. I Wow. <clears throat> that is just strange and ludicrous. Can you imagine the founding fathers coming back today and finding what we're spending taxpaying dollars on? I mean, they didn't even want income taxes to be happening. They were unconstitutional then. They wanted, there was just, it was for, it was specifically to uh, protect the -hmm. country. And that's it. It's not to spend money on in-home semen testing. (laughs) They would come back and they would throttle these people. Yeah, I think. They'd probably hang them. Oh, yeah. Thomas Jefferson. On the lawn of the White House. He would come back and he would say. For treason. It's guillotine time, bitches. Yes, Yes, he would. Yes. And it would be appropriate. (laughs) The home kits will allow for repeated measures. Uh, Wow. Okay. Subjects will send (laughs) test results back to investigators via the smartphone application. And uh, then talks about the uh, money allocated. Okay. I I just can't even. I'm sorry. Uh, Whatever. What party is in power right now uh, doling out this money? I know. Hmm. Republicans. Okay. Uh, the same ones who, by the way, are contemplating a one and a half to two trillion dollar stimulus package, which was, you know, atrocious in two thousand nine under Barack Obama. But now it's exactly what we need. We've got a crumbling infrastructure. We got roads that need to be paved, and and airports that need to be rebuilt and modernized, mm-hmm. and bus depots and stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Dear aliens, <laughs> send help. Stat. <clears throat> you know, they've got, I was just watching a special uh, or a documentary on uh, Voyager, the Voyager project, project. Yeah. They actually, they put a gold record in Voyager. I don't know if you're aware of this, but yeah. they, they recorded all kinds of messages from humanity. Yeah. A lot of music. Yep. Um, I think there was some Elvis on there. There was some... Like Indian music, there was some. It was a wide was variety. Some Louis of Armstrong, stuff. I remember that we've discussed some Louis this. Louis Armstrong, yeah. I, I mean, which is strange because they're going to think that's what humans sounded like when they sang. Hostile messages from We come in peace, I promise. <laughs> and so. Maybe the, the messages will reach them in time. I don't well, know. Because Voyager, what was this, five or six years ago, left the solar system and is now in interstellar space. Yeah, we don't, we don't know. I mean, it's it's out there. But see, if they get close enough to Earth and they start getting a whiff of the kale, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll turn their asses home and head back. You know, they'll be like, I'm out of here. Don't go down there. <laughs> oh, man. 888-900-3393. Also, there's uh, Hollywood coming up with a new way to apparently attack Donald Trump. You know this Purge series? Uh, what have there three, been three movies so far? I thought there was only one, but I don't no, go I to movies because I'm a loser. Three. Yes, I know that. Everybody knows that. I'm just saying, I don't know. I mean, how many could uh, there be? I think there have been three. And I thought I heard that the last one, they decided the Purge wasn't cool and they were going to stop doing it. But that apparently isn't the case because here's a teaser trailer for an upcoming Purge movie, which has a really fun surprise at the end. Take a look. What makes America great? The answer's simple, really. Americans make America great. You are the lifeblood of the nation, and your rights as Americans must be safeguarded. There's only one solution to keep our country great, a new tradition. Participate today, and nothing will make you prouder than when your boy looks up at you and says, Dad, I want to purge too. The first purge, and it looks like a mega hat. I guess, right? Can we see? Can we see the? Is there a still at the end that we can look at? Because that's the big reveal. The big reveal at the end of the purge trailer is that this is supposed to be akin to make a, a make America great again. There it is. Are they saying kill Trump supporters or are they saying make America great again by by purging, I think, yeah. Okay, I just... Yeah, and they're and they're alluding to the fact that the purge <clears throat> began with Donald Trump. Isn't that what that's supposed to signify wow. here? That the first purge was instigated during the Trump administration. Okay. That seems to be the message here. And by the way, it's coming out uh, July 4th. So <laughs> Uh, that's actually done like a, a an actual promo. That was uh, well done. You wouldn't think that was a movie trailer uh, to listen to it at the beginning. Um, but we do have a purge going on. Uh, and we are eliminating a vast number of Americans. Like 60 million of them. It's called abortion. We should turn our attention to that perhaps. and uh, And maybe stop that purge. I don't know. Especially when you consider why that purge was instituted in the first place. And really, we got to focus on this more. Because Planned Parenthood began to eliminate the undesirables. And to the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, it was black people who were undesirable. She even went to black leaders to try to convince them uh, to trick people into getting abortions. That's, that is how she went to Nazi Germany to discuss her, uh, her plan and to find out how to fine tune it. And they kind of worked together so that they could uh, decide how to exterminate groups of people. And that's the proud heritage of Planned Parenthood that we celebrate today that is so important in women's reproductive rights. Uh. A proud, proud tradition of Planned Parenthood and eliminating black people. And it's gotten to the point where they've been so successful at it. There are more abortions of black babies than live births in New York City. If that's not a staggering statistic, uh, I don't know what is. 888 900 888-900-3393. 
supposedly now a U.S. representative from El Paso, Beto O'Rourke, somebody nobody's ever heard of except in El Paso, is really easily outraising Senator Ted Cruz in the last three months in his effort to unseat him in the upcoming November election. Uh, Beto has raked in $2.4 million. Ted Cruz, a little under $2 million. Uh, the Senate race has seen a financial fight since the beginning, or O'Rourke raked in more than Cruz in the second quarter. Cruz outraised him in the third quarter. Cruz has consistently held a lead in cash on hand. O'Rourke has been closing that gap, though. They're $2.7 million apart after the fourth quarter. So this thing is really tightening. Now, I haven't seen a poll on this. Have you seen any polls? No, not in a while. But, I'd like um, to see because I, I don't know that anybody's ever heard of Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, we, we vote on March 6th in the primary here in Texas. Is so, he being primaried? Is Yeah, there are apparently four Republican challengers. Are there really? Isn't that something? Anybody we've heard of? Uh, nope. That I've seen? No. Let me look here. Let's see. That's how, that's how hated Ted Cruz is, though. That yeah. they, they would dare to uh, primary Ted Cruz, mm-hmm. a sitting U.S. senator? Why would you do that in Texas? Why would you? Come on now. Something's wrong when Ted Cruz is being primaried in Texas. And I know people are still kind of hacked off at him over the whole Donald Trump thing. You know, he wasn't going to endorse him. And then at the last minute, he endorsed him when he didn't need to. And uh, it was a fiasco. And I wish it hadn't happened. But come on, he's a great senator. Yeah, I. He's a great U.S. senator. I think the one thing, because I remember looking at this article that I can't find right now, but it didn't sound like it was a concerted effort. Like the GOP powers that be were going after Cruz. It was just a bunch of, you know, no namers um, that, uh, that thought, you know what, I'll give it a shot and get my eight votes statewide. So, uh, Too bad. Usually, you know, the party, though, tries to discourage that by saying, hey, we're not going to support you in this. And, you know, maybe they did that. I don't know. Okay, so apparently a Christian TV producer, Bruce Jacobson, mm-hmm. is running against him. Yeah, I don't know who that is. He's a uh, TV executive from North Richland Hills. Oh. And uh, why, why are you challenging Ted Cruz, though, Bruce? Uh, we'll look into that. He said, most politicians today are far more interested in serving themselves and their own agendas rather than serving the people who elected them. Are you saying that's Ted Cruz? Blinded by their own political ambition, nothing ever gets done, and we have political gridlock. I'll tell you the truth. I like political gridlock. It causes awful (laughs) things that they would otherwise do. It it stops them from happening. (laughs) Okay, Because anything Congress is going to do... 95% 95% of it's going to be bad. Political gridlock is good. Yeah, I've never seen that. I'm just like you and thought, oh, yeah, we got to get less never. done in Washington, yeah. D.C. Never do I ever get upset about, well, that's a do-nothing Congress. Good. Uh, I've got two more names for you. All right. We've got Dan McQueen, loved him in the blob, who briefly served as Corpus Christi mayor Okay. Uh, in 2016, 2017. And check this guy out, a Houston energy lawyer. His name is Stefano De Stefano. Yeah, it sounds like a band or something. <laughs> like Duran Duran opening for <laughs> Stefano De Stefano. Houston energy lawyer 
Stefano De Stefano. I think we're in the same article. Isn't this fun? Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, Stefano De Stefano. So we got Dan McQueen, <laughs> Stefano De Stefano. That's a guy so nice they named him twice. And Bruce Jacobson mm-hmm. uh, up against uh, Ted Cruz for the right to battle Beto O'Rourke. That's crazy. That shouldn't happen in Texas. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, about to be unleashed next. Pat Gray unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Traffic and weather now together every eight minutes on the sevens. You can't do it that way all day long. Oh, that's right. I we get that. Conf- it's every seven minutes on the eights. No. Uh, coming up today, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, some tweets for you from Pat Unleashed. Hashtag tell Pat. Uh, Michael writes: Kale is the congressional Democrat of the vegetable world. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, from Jamis, Jamis up. Uh, eating kale is as ick as long kissing an 11 year old boy on the lip. <laughs> See, now the Brady things are pouring in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael says, Notice the kid wipes his lips with the shirt after both kisses, so it's all on Tom. Uh, blue collar dad, watching that Brady thing makes me feel like I'm now an accessory to a Me Too moment. <laughs> and uh, Judy Chapel, if that's how Brady kisses family, how does. How does he kiss people he just met? Open mouth? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. One more reason to root against the Patriots on Sunday. <laughs> uh, one reason for, though, there are two former BYU Cougars on the team. On, on the uh, on the Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. And so it's really. Wait, you're rooting for him? Yeah. I mean, it's the only thing I have in the game. I don't care about the Eagles. I don't care about the Patriots. But they've got Kyle Van Oy and mm-hmm. Harvey Lange, who are two mm. you know, former Cougars. So it gives me some kind of interest in it. Uh, but also, I just think it's kind of cool, the domination of the Patriots. I know people get sick of it. But I don't, I don't like to penalize people for their success. <laughs> Being successful and, you know. <clears throat> Uh, doing really well. It's part of the American dream, right? So do you like uh, rooting for uh, quarterbacks who uh, smash their cell phones while under investigation for a cheating scandal? <laughs> well, there's that too. Or the There are that- some cheating things that have happened over the years. I don't know of any this year, though. All right. But they did the... Uh, okay, there was the... They were... They were... Uh, watching people's practices? Is that yes. what they were doing? Yes, and uh, videoing them. Videoing the practices. Draft picks for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then there was obviously Deflate Gate. Yes. And what was the other thing? Is that it? Yeah, but is the cell all? phone is That's part all, of it. That's all right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, no, wait, wait. You forgot the third scandal, Pat. Which is? Um, in fact, uh, I believe you're familiar with it. It's known as um, long kissing your 11 year old <laughs> son for three seconds on the mouth. Yeah, okay. Uh, there is that scandal. 888 Apparently, a lot of people have uh, stopped eating at Chipotle as a. Uh, <laughs> Al Sharpton said, Chipotle! One of the many things he mispronounced, if you remember. Uh, and they're instead defecting to Chick-fil-A. Uh-oh. So from Chipotle to Chick-fil-A. And I think that's a great move. Mm-hmm. Is there a better fast food restaurant than Chick-fil-A? If there is, no. I don't know. I couldn't name it to for you. 
Chick-fil-A is seeing more business from former Chipotle customers uh, as, than any other restaurant. That's a good place to go. My pleasure. Um, Chipotle, or Chipotle, and that comes from uh, Al Sharpton. We all know I've had my share of prompter issues. Sure and here's happen. the president meeting with a uh, cola cute. Republicans <laughs> grinches launching fistful of coal. Copies Excuse of the me? new issue of Charlie Hubda. He also goes by the name Michael Zihabilbaum. 26-year-old Nina. Phone. Raymond Romano. Honor David Letterman. He died of accidental accidental uh, 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 Al Qaeda in Yemen. The start of school has been postponed <laughs> several times. Massive manhood is underway. Who spoke at a massive? I, I've missed I've that one. I've not heard that one. Massive manhood is underway. It's underway. <laughs> Ma- massive manhood is underway. <laughs> I can't show it to you though, cause it's illegal today. White supremacist convention. You look at the hand you dealt. There what? are De- not sixty Republicans <laughs> after historic, of historic. So when you hear of ISIS now waterboating, I'm all over the map on import. Waterboating. Waterboating. ISIS is waterboating. That's called torture right there. Gracious, did the New England Patriots cheat to get into the big game? (laughs) NFL analyst and Hall of Fame player Troy Aikens. uh, The writer slamming President Obama for... Troy Aikens? The Hall of Fame quarterback, Pat. You know him. He played for the (laughs) Dallas... Talking with use to... The Cowboys. Cowboys. Celebrities. What's the latest tonight in Iowa? Well, in Ottawa. <laughs> That's right. Iowa, Ottawa, same thing. Right? I mean, <sighs> same thing. Michael Ziha Bilba. Michael Ziha Bilba. Michael Ziha Beetle Bailey. <laughs> Michael Beetlebaum Beelzebub. I miss this guy. I miss mm-hmm. him because <laughs> he was a constant source of fun. Yeah. Think of all the words that have been in the news in the last couple of years since he's <laughs> retired that we could have had him trying to pronounce. Oh, man. Like, you know, the and hi and uh. And the Chipotle thing wasn't even in that montage. Yeah, it wasn't even in Jeez. there. Uh, so uh, Chipotle, it, we've said it the way he said it so much that I can sometimes not remember <laughs> the right way to say I do that Chipotle. Too. Uh, They've struggled over the last two years, apparently, to recover from a bunch of safety food scares, uh, food safety scares. Despite attempts to win customers back, they've given out free food. They've done loyalty programs, big ad campaigns, new menu items like chorizo and queso. That sounds really good. Uh, But still, a lot of people haven't returned. Instead, they've gone to Chick-fil-A. The average store is making 23% less than it was in 2015. So new data done by a research company, Earnest Research, shows that customers who stopped eating at Chipotle increasingly dine at Chick-fil-A. Instead, they also turn to delivery companies like Grubhub, Seamless, Postmates, and DoorDash. Hmm. About 30% of people who ate at Chipotle in 2015 did not return 
by 2017. Because they were dead or because I they just don't? No, I think they just went to uh-huh. some other place. Right. Uh, <clears throat> meanwhile, current Chipotle customers increased their visits to Chick-fil-A by 22.4%. <clears throat> I, you know, not only does Chick-fil-A have great food, but their owners are conservative. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And not only are they conservative, but they stick to their values. Yeah. First of all, they're closed on Sunday. And everybody says, well, that can't work because everybody else is open. So you're going to lose a lot of business. No. I mean, I, I think they've thrived because, in part, they've stuck to their principles like that. They are thriving so much on my side of town. I'm not exaggerating when I say you can see one Chick-fil-A from the other. They're owned by the same franchisee owner guy, you know, mm-hmm. um, and he just built them on the opposite sides of the interstate out near where I live. And oh, they wow. are both. N- and they're both jam-packed. I'll yes, bet. they most are. Most of the time. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's there's one sort of in our area. It's kind of up on a hill on a main street, but you got to go off the main street and then go up a hill, and it's hard. It's kind of hard to get to, and yet non-stop jam-packed. I, I won't even go there because I know it's going to be hmm. a huge uh, wait every single time. Um, yeah, just really good. It's food. worth it. It is worth it. Love me some waffle fries and the chicken sandwiches. I can't be beat. And the sweet tea. And the milkshakes, maybe the best in the world. Maybe the best in the world. And the 12 pack nuggets with Polynesian sauce. Okay, we need to leave now and Tell go you what. to, uh, to Chick fil A. Can you just uh, do a best of? <laughs> We're going to go eat lunch. <laughs> yeah, all right. Just roll yesterday's show. We'll finish it up that way. 888 933 Did we have one of these we were still waiting to do? Yeah, I wanted to show you the uh, John Kelly. Mm. Uh, <laughs> The, the John Kelly video, because he is a guy who's no nonsense, military guy, a guy who demands respect. And he was on Brian Kilmeade's show and Kilmeade was telling him about the professor. This is, uh, Trump's chief of staff. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you didn't know who John Kelly was, uh, Trump's chief of staff. Uh, and so Kilmeade is telling him about what the professor said about the lowest of the low in the military. Here's what happened. Says the military, a bunch of dumb blanks. They're not high-level thinkers. They're not academics. They're the lowest of the low. They are not talented people. What is your reaction to that, knowing that these are, he's teaching a bunch of 17-year-olds this? Yeah. Well, I think the guy ought to go to hell. Um, I just <laughs> nice. hope he enjoys the, the liberties yeah. and, the, and the lifestyle that, uh, that we have uh, fought for. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's just a class act. I'd love for uh, General Kelly to meet that professor. In a dark alley sometime. Except he probably wouldn't do anything because he's too honorable. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Packer and coming up. Unless we're at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, we'll that's see. where I'm gonna I be mean, seeing it. Yeah. Take care. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. I saw this boat in half.
No, you didn't. I mean, you might have sawed it in half, but you didn't tape it back up with Flex Seal. <laughs> Says you. <laughs> yeah, that uh, does say me. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Calling teachers and administrators. Join Mercury One and Wall Builders for a three day leadership conference. It's going to be March fourteenth to the sixteenth here in Texas. David and Tim Barton in partnership with Mercury One, will provide educational professionals with the opportunity to learn the principles and techniques that were used in early American education. Teachers will also have the unique opportunity each day to research from original documents from our library uh, of over 100,000 items related to early education and American history. That's cool. If you know anything about David Barton, you know he's got an un- believable library of stuff i'm talking original sources original documents there's no better way to learn this exclusive conference is designed to be informative and encouraging to teachers to make a greater impact on students you can learn more and register for the teachers conference at mercuryone.org slash ltp teachers or just go to mercuryone.org and I'm sure there's a link there, right? You just probably click on something. Mercuryone.org slash. Click on something. LTP teachers. Okay. I guarantee that's going to be worth your time. If you're a teacher, maybe you're a homeschooler. This is invaluable information. Yeah, you can't miss it when you go to mercuryone.org. I figured. It just pops right up. Click there. Okay, so uh, you don't need the slash. Just go to mercuryone.org. And that makes it really easy. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We've also been talking about, and to the dismay of some, uh, probably Tom Brady fans, uh, the disturbing uh, little segment from his uh, documentary they're doing on him. Mm-hmm. It's called Tom Tom Brady versus Time, and in it he kisses his son on the lips for Tom versus an uncomfortable uh, length of time. But mm-hmm. Tammy in New York, uh, I guess you you don't see any problem with that, Tammy. I really don't. It's, okay. I'm laughing when you're saying it's a disturbing little part of the video. Because it is. I think, it's no, it's not. Okay. And I think it's all how you're brought up. Yeah, you know, some, probably. Some guys get a chuck in the arm and, you know, a little punch from their dad and a scruff mm-hmm. of the hair. And, and, and some families kiss. On the and lips? I hope, yeah, I, I my family kisses on the lips. I kissed my parents on the lips a peck, and okay. it's not a long, drawn-out kiss, and it's not in a sexy No, I know that. Sauna. He's getting a sports massage, you know, which to him is, you know, everyday thing. But the main thing is when I saw that, I went and looked it up when you were talking about because I'm like, really? Uh-huh. And I'm like, no way. They're so over-exaggerating. But the main thing that came to my mind <laughs> was that I was certain if you talk to Glenn, I guarantee you he kisses his son like that. On oh, the you are exactly right about that. <laughs> oh, no. You are. Uh, you're, you're right. He does. No, he does. Yeah, because and I, you can tell when he's doing his Christmas story, giving him a little scruff in the hair, laying uh-huh, there, uh-huh. you know, reading the book together. It's totally <laughs> an innocent, paternal it is, relationship. But it's icky. Thank you. That's all we're saying. <laughs> Tammy, 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 Tammy. Quick question. Quick question. You, yeah. you, you said you kiss. Um, did, did I hear you correctly? You said you kiss your parents on the lips, correct? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Two point eight seconds in holding. 
Uh, like, yeah, did you like did you think no. that the length of time was disturbing at all, or no? It was totally not comfortable. At all. Not at fun. all. It's, okay. I think it's disturbing that you're timing it more than it's disturbing <laughs> that's that what we do. Of the length. It's just a fact. All right. No. Okay. No. All right. I think we're being maybe we're in the minority here. I don't know. I don't know. I just right. think, thank God that, you know, dads still care enough to yes. pay attention to their kids and be good role models. Well, that's debatable, but you know what I'm saying. Mm. Yes, I'm not, I'm not even a Tom Brady fan. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that. And you, the kid's walking over real goofy and, you know, acting like, oh, geez, dad. You know what I mean? Yes. It's just a typical yes. kid and his dad and what they're used to uh, in their family. I don't know, Tammy. Right. You look like a quid pro quo. You want to look at your standings <laughs> in fantasy football and come and give me a kiss? on the lips <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks Tammy. appreciate it uh here's something somewhat interesting that's, that's breaking now uh pope francis has decided to accept the legitimacy of seven catholic bishops who were appointed by the chinese government it's a concession that they hope will lead Beijing to recognize the Pope's authority as the head of the Catholic Church in China. Uh, wow. Hmm. How do Catholics feel about that? You found, how do you? I'd love to hear from Catholics on how you feel about that. Doesn't the Pope have to, uh, or I don't know, some hierarchy in the Church itself? Don't they have to appoint bishops? You're going to allow the Chinese government to go ahead and do it? For years, the Vatican didn't recognize their ordinations, uh, which were done in defiance of the Pope and considered illicit, part of a long-running standoff between the Catholic Church and China's officially atheist Communist Party. Now, something kind of similar happened in Great Britain, right? With with the king... uh, it, it, having broken off with the church because he didn't like their policy, and so they created their own. The Pope will lift uh, the excommunications of the seven bishops and recognize them as the leaders of their diocese. That is really fascinating. Wow. The decision reflects the Vatican's desire for better relations with China. Where Christianity is growing fast, though mostly in the form of Protestantism, and for an end to division between the government-controlled church and a larger so-called underground church loyal to Rome. This is kind of surprising. In China, in 2015, there were 7.3 million Catholics. In the government-backed church and 10.5 million outside of it. The Pope's conciliatory approach stands out at a moment when China is tightening its grip on religious practice under the more assertive leadership of President Xi Jinping. A lot of Catholic parishioners and priests in China have shunned state control and state-appointed bishops. To keep faith with the Vatican, believers have been imprisoned harassed, and otherwise persecuted. Interesting. So obviously they're, they're hoping that that will stop if they give them this concession. That's, uh, China is doing some interesting things. First of all, they're no longer just a straightforward communist nation. You know, with the hybrid with capitalism, and now they're adding a hybrid of appointing 
Catholic bishops? It's interesting. They're getting into a lot of stuff Mm. where they probably don't belong. Uh, Also now, Google can predict when your flight will be delayed with 80% accuracy using historical airline data. So I guess that's kind of cool. If you Google your flight, it'll come up and tell you what the likelihood is that it's going to be delayed. Is that how that works? Um, I, this isn't as disturbing as the fact that Google reads my emails and tells me, hey, don't forget you're flying today. And uh, you should probably leave your house right about now. To <laughs> Wait. Your fo- yeah. You get emails from Google. I get notifications that clearly mm. they're just reading my emails. In order to call this information, in order to tell me. Flight time! Leave now to make it in time. Oh, I mean, that's convenient, but I don't like that at all. Yeah. Now, this right here, wow. finding out, hey... Yeah, this, this is, is a little different. That's that's just, you know, drawing facts. A little bit different, yeah. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. But when they start intruding on your personal messages... And then sending you push email about it. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, it's time to leave for your flight. Mm-hmm. Wait, how do you know I'm on a flight? Yep. It's good stuff, right? It's probably um, residual That's effects of uh, just agreeing to everything that pops up when it's time to update stuff on your phone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, okay. Do you have to have emailed something about your flight in order for that to happen? Or no, no. do they just know that you purchased airline so tickets? I, so if you go yeah. to Delta and you buy a ticket. Yep. And you don't email about it at all. No, what happens is Delta emails my Gmail account because that's what I gave Delta when I signed right. up. And, okay. and say, hey, where do you want yes. your confirmation number sent? Oh, send it to my Gmail. Well, next thing I know when it's time to fly, Gmail, <laughs> Google has looked in there and gone, hey, hey, check it out. It's time to fly. That's creepy. Disturbing. Yes. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to forget that I'm flying today, Okay. <laughs> Been on the calendar for three months. I don't need your help, Seriously? Google. <sighs> okay, now before Google was invented, right? Though, then I was, let's say before oh 1998. Gosh. Yeah, you never made a flight. No, I mean right? it, I would get calls never from family. It. Hey, I thought you were hey. coming for Christmas. Oh, oh I, God! I didn't. I didn't. I and I just I'm home alone with Macaulay Culkin. Ah! So it's a good thing Google does this. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of people that are fine with that because the convenience is great. Uh, the nice little reminder is great. If it tells you, does it tell you where your uh, flight is leaving from? Does it give you the gate information and all that? Uh, let me tell you what happens. Um, I right. see the alert. I get pissed and I swipe it away. <laughs> so I have no idea what it tells me. I use another app to find out what <clears> gate because <throat> DFW Airport's the worst. If you don't have an app, you don't mm-hmm. know what gate to go to. But mm-hmm. I digress. Mm-hmm. No, I don't lean on the Google. I just see it. I go, oh, that's really creepy. Swipe away. I'll say it again. Now, this might not be a problem now because, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. I don't <laughs> care if they're going through my emails. I don't care. Well, that's fine for now, right? Mm-hmm. Google's not apparently doing anything nefarious with the information. They're just sending you a pleasant reminder. Uh, what happens when Google teams with the government and they decide that you are doing something wrong and they <laughs> want you to stop doing it? I'm sorry. Did you use the word when Google teams uh-huh. with well, the yes. government? And yes. you know they're already teamed with the government. But when things get a little worse than they are now, and it's hard to imagine they could get worse, but they will, <laughs> yeah. and they'll get a lot worse than they are now. Mm-hmm. When that happens, you're going to be really pissed off that Google has that function, because then so does the government, and, and they're the ones who decide if you're doing something wrong, not you. 
And I always try to make that point to people. Well, I'm not doing anything wrong, pal. Why do I care what they're looking at? Well, because you're not the one who decides what's right and what's wrong in this particular case. When when things go south, uh a lot of things that you're doing now that aren't wrong will be wrong then. And and there's a question on Twitter right now. Don't you think that email is from Delta, not from Google? Correct. I book a flight through Delta. Yeah. Delta emails me through to my Gmail account the confirmation number and here's the flight time that you chose. Then Google, through its magical wisdom, has gone through my Gmail, seen that information, and then decided to separately from any email exchange between Delta and myself, alert me that it's time to go to the airport. Oh, look, traffic's bad. You better hustle. Uh-oh. You might get in, in the TSA lane where they grope you like they do Pat Gray every time. Uh, you might want to leave an extra 10 minutes early. Without even buying me dinner. Really? Pisses me off. I'm so sorry. No romantic music playing. Hmm. And there's no... What's your favorite flower? They don't even ask. They don't care. Wow. They don't care. That is hurtful because, you know, you're being used. That's hashtag me too right there. Exactly right. Pat Gray at an airport, hashtag me too. (gasps) How dare you demean that movement? How dare you? I'm sorry. 888-900-3393. Just something to think about. It just, you know, something to be aware of. Mm -hmm. Because at some point, that could and will be an issue. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed halftime performer this year. Are you excited? Justin Timberlake hasn't he already done this? Yeah, mm. he was on stage when the big Mel yeah, function he, happened. He just robed, uh, what's Mel. her name? Right. <laughs> right. When you have a, uh, I, I just um. I love it when here in Minneapolis. There's I really love it when ads just start playing. Wait, I want to know what's going love on it. in Minneapolis now. <laughs> I know it's cold as crap, and Stu's gonna hate life because it was minus four earlier today when I sent him a little update on Twitter. Four <laughs> below is nothing compared to what's what it's going to be. This is supposed to be the coldest environment ever for a Super Bowl. Fortunately, <laughs> it's a domed stadium, and you don't have to worry about that while you're watching the the, the game. But uh, to participate in all the festivities up there. Oof, man, that's going to be nasty cold. That had to be tough to plan, unless maybe there's a lot of indoor. I know the security's indoors, and a lot of hotels are connected there. Um, I'm looking up the coldest game time temperature in Super Bowl history. Um, Hmm, let's see here. It was? It was, I don't know. 46? uh, No, that's, wait, that's outside. Come on. I want the temperature inside. Tulane Stadium, I guess. Yeah, okay. In in, uh, in New Orleans? Yeah. That was outdoors, huh? 46 degrees. 39 in New Orleans? Boy. So it's a good thing they built that dome down there. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, so 39 degrees. Uh, Has been the coldest so w- far? Was the kickoff temperature. Oh, this is going to obliterate that. So it wasn't colder in Dallas the year of the ice no, storm? No, this is the outdoor temperature. Oh, okay. The, this, was, this was the temperature of the game. Yeah. Okay, so it was uh, Dallas-Miami, Super Bowl six, 
So, uh, so it was 39 degrees. That was the game time outdoor temperature. The coldest uh, temperature outdoors for an indoor game. Scrolling, scrolling. 26 degrees outdoors when it was 73 degrees indoors. It was 26, by the way, in Minneapolis back in Super Bowl 26. Oh, so same same city. Yeah. So, but this will. Hmm. You're right. This will be cold because I think it's going to be single digits. I think there's a there's a uh, Super Bowl ad that is is going to run this year from <clears throat> PETA. That I think just may be problematic. It uh, it involves uh, a confessional. Oh, and so the priest is inside the confessional taking someone's confession. Listen to this. And uh, <laughs> yeah, all natural, not so much. Really. So the guy is talking about uh, some of the lies he has told. I should, I should get this, run this back. Up with uh, free range, okay, lied. Here we go. Uh, to your wife. Here it is. Uh, I was God forgives all, my son. Well, I've lied. Uh, to He's your lied. wife. Uh, to the world. Are you a politician? No, I uh, work in the meat industry. I'm the guy who came up with uh, free range on all the chicken packaging, but uh, there is no range. It's okay. just the big warehouses where they're all crammed into. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, all natural, not so much. Really? <laughs> well, you must stop lying and say five Hail Marys. Sustainable. Humanely killed. Yep, I'm the guy who wrote all of those. I see. Yeah, I've pretty much tricked millions of people into believing that the animals that they eat all live good lives, <laughs> didn't suffer, and eventually die bloody, horrific deaths. Okay. But, to be fair... Those people all want to believe what I'm telling them because everyone wants to feel good about where their food comes from. Mm -hmm. But come on, you can't get that many animals from farm to plate without doing some really shady stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, what's uh, my penance? like? There is no penance. Oh, so I'm forgiven. There's no forgiving you either. Well, why? Oh, for the love of God. We have to draw the line somewhere. So my thought is, okay, it's a, uh, it's a meat executive who is in a confessional talking about the lies that he's told to make meat, eating meat okay. And there's no forgiveness. It, it borders on sacrilegious, doesn't it? Do you think anybody's going to have a problem with that? Am I just, maybe I'm like the left. I'm just looking for a fence. (laughs) No, it's 2018. Nobody cares anymore. Nobody cares. (laughs) And sacrilegious, but that's the least of our problems, right? It's going to be interesting to see if there's any outcry, because I I think that's at least distasteful from PETA. Uh, And at best, sacrilegious. Yeah, but, you know, if that's a Muslim there, and they're talking about pork or what have you. Oh, my. See, now you're getting into the realm of uh, offense. Oh, the humanity at that point. <laughs> People would be coming out of their skin over that. 888 <sighs> uh, Just looking to see if there's anything that uh, we've neglected to tell you that we promised uh, to share during the course of the day. Uh, we never got to uh, Hillary's 1500 500- uh, word excuse for w- the way she handled the sex abuse from her staff member. And and then we did mention that her daughter has congratulated her on being so honest about all of this. 
Uh, but she wrote this really long, wordy excuse on Facebook that started out with the most important work of her life has been to support and empower women. <coughs> uh, she goes on to say that she didn't fire the guy uh, that was accused of abuse because she didn't think that was the best solution to the problem. Well, why would you? <laughs> why would you? you? You wouldn't. I mean, that's your spiritual advisor too, Hillary. We don't want to rock that boat. She also believes in second chances. I don't know if you know that. Well, uh, more than just <clears throat> two chances. I mean, look at Bill. He got... Uh, 80? Mm, 100? A little bit north of that. 1,000? There, we're getting there. It was, it was uh, Linda Tripp who made the comment that she saw literally thousands of women go into his... She had the uh, desk right outside his office. And he used to... She said women were in and out of there all the time. All the time. So, yeah, he had some issues. How does he not... He, is he not a carrier? I, I don't know. I mean... You, I don't know. We might find the cure for cancer somewhere inside William Jefferson Clinton's body because that man uh-huh. has got... He's, he's been around. He has got some handling on some diseases up in there. Been around. Uh, Clinton said, if I had to do it again, I wouldn't. Uh, so she does admit, apparently, sort of, kind of, that it was a mistake. Now, Sonny Bunch at the Washington Free Beacon says, I'm impressed. It takes some guts to publish a 1,500-word Facebook post <laughs> 20 minutes before the State of the Union explaining why you, Hillary Clinton, feminist hero, didn't fire a dude for sexually harassing one of your young female staffers, despite the fact that everyone in your campaign told you to get rid of him ASAP. It's kind of like, I don't know, trading for a new franchise quarterback in the middle of the cavalcade of horrors section of Donald Trump's speech. Um... So, at least she got the admiration of her daughter, Chelsea, in, in the bargain. How would you like to be Chelsea Clinton with parents like this that you got to defend all the time? That's got to be difficult. First of all, you've, you've got a father who had sex with perhaps hundreds, if not thousands, of women. Cheated on his wife multiple times. We know that. Uh, his... Then you got her mother who destroyed all the lives of the women that accused him and then claimed to be a feminist hero. Uh, and then you've got the whole Benghazi thing and you you have the selling secrets to China and then you've got to pretend like you're proud of your parents. Well, maybe she is proud of all that. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Pretty amazing. Maybe she is proud of that. You didn't really help yourself. <laughs> you, you got to the end of that trail and you're like, ah, oh, you know what? No, you know what? Uh, I forgot wow. I was talking about the Clintons. Exactly. <laughs> 888-900-3393. Hang on to that number. Use it tomorrow. Uh, and don't forget, Moron Trivia is back. Hour two tomorrow here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.